Hello gamers from around the world, this is Boxenberger, the video game enthusiast from Germany and I would like to welcome you to a <laughs> Sunday episode of the world of gaming and today we are co-streaming uh, alongside, we indeed. yeah, uh, because, well, <clears throat> unfortunately we were not able to make either shows, we didn't make the Wednesday midweek mix-up for work reasons on my side and Thursday we missed the world of gaming for work reasons on your side Dutch and so yeah. we thought all right and, and then you wanted to climb a mountain for some reason and yeah. freeze your beard yeah. <laughs> and then and so we so we decided to move the today's podcast or this week's podcast to a Sunday so we are not on the on the usual time, uh, but we're still gonna have an awesome show. And because we also missed the midweek mix-up on Wednesday, we have a special guest who's actually the first time on the world of gaming. We have Petio yeah. on, man. How are you doing, my man? I'm I'm doing good, guys. It's it's great to be back again uh, in the new year, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it it's it's been a long time. Like I said before, it's it's been such a long time. I uh, joined the show and uh, I'm happy to be back again and also yeah honored to be on your show as well man for the first yeah. time yeah it's good nice. to have you man good to have you and Dutch how are you doing yeah I'm doing well I'm doing well Re revitalized uh, refreshed um it was a nice nice climb it was good weather didn't expect it but um, I've also been playing games and I found out that I don't have the Xbox One achievements for Skyrim, so I've mm -hmm. been playing that today, but Ooh. I've been playing other things. So. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah, we will oh, talk yes. about that in a second. Uh, but first, uh, let us welcome our communities. Uh, shout out to you guys. I see a lot of familiar names in the chat and people are already voting for today's gameplay. And I actually finished so many games and started so many games that we have some some fresh options in there. And I see Robocop is leading uh, uh, the poll right now. So uh, great to see that. But even better to see you just hanging out with us. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. So big shout out to you guys and everyone who listens after the fact, either here on YouTube or, of course, on the uh, podcast services around the globe, on Spotify and, and um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We, we've grown, Dutch, we've grown quite a few listeners over there. And uh, I want to say we do appreciate you guys taking the time and listening to us. So shout out to you. Um, and yeah, like I said, we're going to have an awesome show. A lot has been happening in the last almost one and a half weeks now since we had last week's podcast. Um, of course, the Xbox Developer Direct got announced and we got some cool news uh, along that road. Uh, we got quite some news on the Switch too. Many, many, many updates on different games. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. But of course, first, we always start by talking about the games that we've actually played so guys i want to know from you in the chat and of course uh from you two gentlemen what have you guys been playing pat your guests first what you all been right <laughs> well yeah as usual uh, i've been playing call of duty of course um yeah i've been like trying to level up uh, my my levels and the guns that i use and stuff 
But uh, recently, I also jumped back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey because very that's, uh, nice, best Odyssey yeah, or oh, best Assassin's Creed game uh, there is. I stand by yeah, that. Yeah. And and before I started, I I watched when I got my last achievement and was like in 2020. So it's mm. been a long time oh. since I played that. Oh yeah. So, um, and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it as as usual. And I always think to myself, why? Do I start a game like this and don't end it or like, you know, like play much more than I need to. So that's one of the reasons why I jumped back in. And Yeah, man, you never should should stop such a game halfway through. Uh, those games are just <laughs> too complicated. You know, you, you forget the mechanics and what you're supposed to do. And I know <laughs> another game that just still hasn't yeah. finished. Yeah, I oh, know what you're going to say. Cyberpunk. It's Cyberpunk. I'm at the last mission and I said, I'm going to stream that because you had, you have two endings, of course. Uh, but I, I, I didn't do it yet. So yeah, I yeah. also need to get a Cyberpunk as well. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So guys in the chat, let us know what you've been playing in Dutch. What kept you busy? Yeah, yeah. So um, over the over the break, because we haven't done a, a podcast recently, so over yeah. the break, um, I finished, went up, mopped up Hellblade Two. Uh, sorry, Hellblade. Sweet. I wish I mopped up Hellblade Two. Hellblade. <laughs> so um, got all the lore stones, so one hundred percent of that on Xbox. Um, in anticipation of Senua Saga coming out this year, so that's done. Um, the gameplay footage that I'm going to be playing today is Senua's Sacrifice. Both the the last four hours or so of it um and then i also finished final fantasy 7 remake integrated on mm. playstation 5 um how did it and, hold up um, is it still as awesome how did it hold up is it still as awesome oh, as i remember yeah, it's it awesome. Sweet. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I like I like the the ending and the way that they, they kind of get you ready for the for part two, as it were. Mm. Um, but the last section was good. I like the, the the twist on kind of fighting Sephiroth ish, but not really. Um, when you fight kind of the the wisps, as it were, yeah, at the end for the end boss. Um, so that was a good. That's 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 good, and I'm I'm just really looking forward to Rebirth to see how they've kind of integrated everything else into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was awesome. Um, I also started an OG playthrough on Xbox of Final Fantasy VII. Nice. So okay. the OG one. Um, I've ordered Crisis Core for a, a whole fourteen pounds mm-hmm. um, for Xbox. I was I... not going to pay the fifty pounds that it is on the marketplace, so I bought it on disc on Amazon for £14 um, in anticipation of it eventually Final Fantasy 7 remake eventually making its way to Xbox yeah uh, because Crisis Core is set just before remake so um, I haven't played the, that remake of Crisis Core I played it way back in the days but yeah well they've, they've upgraded it to kind of have the same ish graphics and combat as Final Fantasy 7 remake um, so they've kind of got it mm. in line with that. They've added yeah. a few bits to kind of get it much more interesting with Remake and the way that they're doing Remake. So okay. um, hopefully that's good. And like I mentioned just before there, I've started Skyrim 
again. <laughs> you can never go wrong with Skyrim, man. But I only realized that I had no achievements on it because I've, I've played it years ago and mm. I've done all the achievements on 360. And I thought, oh, it's not going to give us again because it's the same game. It's just the Xbox One version of the 360 thing. They'll not yeah. give us the new achievements. So I didn't bother going back to it. And then I booted it up, and I'm starting to get achievements for playing it through again. So I was like, "But it could also be oh, very well. well be because it, it it really depends when you played Skyrim last. There are multiple yeah. versions of that game. So there's obviously the original uh, Xbox 360 version, which has its own achievements. Yeah. Then you have the Xbox One version that has its own achievements. And then you have the anniversary edition, which has its own achievements, and you have the the PC version, which is uh, also then has, of course, uh, the, its own achievements. So it's really like there are so many different versions out there, um, and yeah. I still I still wish Xbox would do like play anywhere with Skyrim, it which it hasn't, and uh, because I I downloaded it now uh, on my alley, and I wanna play it on the go but you know i don't want to start it all over again like yeah. um i want to carry pardon me um i want to carry over my my save files from the xbox version at least not even the 360 version which would be fantastic but yes, uh, at least uh, <laughs> because that's where i have most of my hours like uh of course yeah. uh, but yeah, uh, it's very unfortunate. So I've been, I'm, I've been simply playing Starfield on the alley. So, <laughs> which also nice. gives me that Bethesda nice. fix. But yeah, man. Um, let us see what what our community has been playing. Dan Heffron, <clears throat> Dan Heffron, uh, has uh, his uh, first completions of twenty four. He beat Soundfall and Ghost Runner yesterday and he died over 1500 times before uh, uh before finishing ghost runner which is whoo wow. that's a lot <laughs> uh i didn't know that ghost or, runner is that hard i i don't i don't recall the first one uh being such a diff challenging game but um yeah good on you man good on you i have yet to play ghost runner too um what else? H. Julia is playing Starfield, and you can never go wrong with that. That's an, simply an awesome game. Sith Lord has been playing Frog Detective. Um, and Andrew Kulinani uh, is also uh, playing Starfield. He has 12 days in, which I'm still far off. I actually don't know how many hours I have in Starfield. Uh, would have to check that. Well, I'm not even close to that. No, not 12 days. <laughs> like 12 days, that's like... I'm like... I think I'm like six. Okay. Yeah. And you play quite a, quite a lot. Yeah. Could be. So something five, six days would be my guess. Because, um, Boxy, you finished the main playthrough before I ended my first playthrough. So I think you finished your first playthrough around 40-ish, 50 hours. Whereas nah, I was it was, it was like a little lot like more. 60, it was maybe, maybe 60, 70 hours when I finished my full playthrough uh trying to look it up uh in parallel but i'm just bad in talking and doing something else so uh please bear <laughs> with me uh <laughs> i just know that you you'd you'd finished the campaign before i did because i was still doing side bits and i was yeah. refusing to do new game plus yet 
<laughs> so yeah, I'm in my I... first new game plus, and that's where I've just parked it until the DLC. I played like I did like all the the faction quest lines. I did, of course, all the companion quest lines. I did a good bunch of the side quests I found, and then I decided to to wrap up the uh, the the main story. And now I'm knee deep into um into into the uh, new game plus. Um, so yeah, hang on. How many hours do see. I? I'm going to check I as well. Starfield. Where does it say that in this app here? Can't I got two it. days. Two I days and five hours. <laughs> That's not a lot, though. Do they count the hours on PC as well? Um, I don't. Uh, possibly. It depends on where you're playing it on PC. Yeah, of course, uh, via the Xbox Store. Because I want to take advantage, of course, of play anywhere. Uh, then yes, it would count. I would count them both together. Okay. Okay. So I can't find it here on this app. Damn. I look. I'll look it up somewhere else. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. Besides that. Uh. What else? Siki has been love loving um. Baldur's Gate three co op with his girlfriend, which nice awesome. I haven't played. Um, Baldur's Gate in co-op yet, oh, but I played uh, and actually finished uh, Baldur's Gate three. Uh, but it is and it is a great game, fantastic game. So yeah, guys, don't forget to vote because I put all the games in the uh, out there as an option that I've been playing. I've been I finished up Avatar, um, the main story uh, at least. Uh, right. Still got some side quests of course left but I finished the main story and I thoroughly enjoyed that game it was like it's not a perfect game by any stretch of the means but it is a, a fun open world game it does a lot of things mm. differently like mixing yeah. in survival aspects and whatnot um, really doesn't hold your hand um, you really have to read the environment and everything and um, I did enjoy the story but it wasn't like overly good wasn't bad either but yeah uh, i think i gave it an 8.5 uh, once i finished that up um right. and it's it simply dropped that gorgeous it's beautiful um from start to finish uh so then i have actually started and finished chuson in more or less one play session um nice what did you think it was good was was it like a a nice little palette cleanser, you know, um, yeah. about five hours long, I would say. Uh-huh. And um, it's beautiful. Like <clears throat> it's got this, it's got the lumen lighting, you know, from Unreal 5, uh, where like the, the, the colors of the environment cast their colors onto objects. And it really looks nice, even though it has its super stylized art style. Um, it was like great ending. Like a beautiful little uh, game, so definitely a recommendation on my side. Then I downloaded and finished, of course, the Prince of Persia demo. Have you guys played that? No, I haven't yet. No, mm. I haven't. I need to download it definitely. Um, and then I immediately bought the game. Like, wow. L really, uh, I, I've, I've been seeing great reviews out there and from the demo 
I don't know if you guys in the chat let us know if you have played the, the Prince of Persia demo and what did you think? Because I really was impressed. Like, it, it runs super butter smooth at 120 frames in 4K. Yeah, like, the gameplay is so precise. Like, exactly what you want in, in those 2D side-scrolling games. Like, really, they nailed that aspect. Um, it has a... Nice. At least what you can tell from the demo, like good traversal challenges, and it is a Metroidvania, like classic Metroidvania style. And they do a few things differently, like you can super easily map things on or mark things you can't reach yet on your on your map. They have a really cool system for that. Um, I cannot wait. I've super enjoyed uh, the the Prince of Persia demo. I can't wait uh, for the full game on. I think Wednesday it comes out on Wednesday. Okay. So, um, and the demo is about an hour long, so uh, definitely uh, uh, worth checking out. And then um, I actually bought Robocop. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> Anyone That's what played... I voted for on your screen, by the way. I voted to say Robocop. Yeah. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I think uh, Robocop wins today's gameplay choice, which is fantastic. So I'm I'm just going to close the poll and we switch to, to some Robocop uh, gameplay there. Um, <clears throat> because... And on my screen, switching to Hellblade. Oh. So enjoy the Hellblade uh, gameplay. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I've got two guys in my chat as well. We've got uh, Ray Oid's been playing No Man's Sky again. And mm -hmm. uh, Studios has been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla now that it's in Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Also, very yeah. good game. Nice. Very good game. Not very it Assassin's very Creed. Very long. Very long. <laughs> Almost no stealth. Yeah. I think a friend of mine has like more than a thousand hours in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oof. Oof. Yeah, he's I been... Agree. I think I have 150 hours or so in it, but I also played both DLCs, which in itself are like 30 hours each. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun, fun uh, Assassin's Creed game. It is, but it, but the stealth in that game didn't feel that good because you were simply a Viking, you know, and you're not supposed to do stealth. But yeah, Valhalla is is a great one. And yeah, <clears throat> I bought RoboCop guys, and I'm super surprised by it. Like, uh, I've I've seen, I, I think that's probably one of the most underrated games of last year. Honestly, like, um, I, uh, Char Garrison in the chat says he wants to buy a RoboCop when it's on sale. Uh, it actually is on sale. I bought it on sale uh, in oh, the really? New Year's Xbox sale. Bought it for think 45 euros or so and it's worth every penny like have you guys of course i hope you have seen the movies back in the days i've seen it multiple oh yeah times. a long time ago though. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it has been a while for me too but i loved robocop and those you know over the top action movies uh, in the 80s and 90s and they captured that feeling so perfectly. Like everything nice. that you do in this game, like from the music, you know, like you know, you have these hard rock guitar riffs all the time, like 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 in an 80s, 90s action movie. And then you have yeah. like 
Robocop is moving like Robocop feeling. Like he, you can't jump, you know, you can't really sprint. You're the Robocop, you know. And it is like, so if you look at that gameplay, it is like super gory. You know, you shoot, shoot the limbs of the heads. If you do a headshot, like the heads pop, you splatter blood everywhere. It's like... They nailed that aspect. It has actually a really good story. I'm super enjoying that story. Like, it's not super deep or anything. Like, again, like an 80s, 90s action movie. Like, just a good time. And it has to be one of the best-looking games of last year. Seriously, that game is drop-dead gorgeous. It's probably the best Unreal 5 showcase out there. Um especially when you're out in the city and you see like the the reflections in the puddles and you have like the the smoke effects and weather effects and the textures are super sharp and like the only thing where you can tell that this isn't like a massive massive triple a budget is like the facial animations in the in the um cutscenes um they mm-hmm. kind of look outdated but then you play the game again and as soon as you see RoboCop and the enemies and everything, like in even indoors, like it is super gorgeous, like absolutely phenomenal looking. Um, and Chargasm asks if, if RoboCop is 60 FPS. Yes, there is a 60 FPS mode, a performance mode. Uh, it only, from what I can tell, it only drops the resolution a little bit. So I've been playing that in, of course, uh, the performance mode. So what you see here is the is performance mode, and um, it looks stunning at sixty. And um, like, honestly, definitely one of the most uh, underrated games of last year. Like, I'm super surprised by how much I'm enjoying that game. Like, yeah, nice, nice. But I like it when games no, cut you off guard. I like it like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But you know, like one thing that I, um, what I miss about this game is, <clears throat> it's too bad it's in first person. That's mm. that's my opinion. I think third person this game would be really cool. Then you like really can see RoboCop, but you know that's. That's, yeah, that's that's one thing I maybe miss. Maybe the okay. like the switch between third and first person. It, it but it plays really well in third. Uh, in pardon me, in, in first person. Um, so yeah, it's and it feels just different enough from other shooters out there. It's definitely slower. Yeah, you mm-hmm. again you can't sprint or run or anything. You, you can tell you have this stiff moving from the RoboCop, and then it just yeah. waltz in in a room full of bad guys, and then they start shooting at you, and you're the RoboCop, and you just it's again it's super gory, and actually you can upgrade your character, yeah, to make the gore effects even more gory, like it's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So you have to choose whether you want to increase your stamina or vitality or the blood effects. Like it's, it's absolutely phenomenal, and for everyone who enjoyed the the action movies of the eighties and nineties, I can't recommend this game enough. Like I'm, 
like Dutch said, it took me off guard. I didn't expect it. I thought it was in sale and I didn't have anything to play until Prince of Persia comes out. And so I thought I'd just, just give it a try. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying myself. So I'm, I'm just nice. smiling all the time when I play this game. Like it's not a super serious game, but it doesn't take itself too serious. Like, but it is just just a good time. So that's that's good. That's good. I don't want like if even if you think back to the movies, the movies yeah. weren't super serious. No, no, they could, yeah. you, you couldn't have put like RoboCop too seriously because it was beyond unrealistic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit daft. It was obviously gory, um, but no, it's it's good that it. it it kind of doesn't. It plays on that, and it's and it and it harkens back to what people loved about the films. Because ultimately, it's an old IP, and the only people that are going to be playing RoboCop are people that watched the films. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to find any. We're not going to find any kids like 13, 14, 15 yeah. playing RoboCop. We're not. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a game not. for old people. <laughs> oh, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and it, 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 you have to get used to it. Like, it took me 30 minutes to an hour to get used to the slow movement and the not being able to jump thing and not being able to sprint properly and, and things like that, you know? Uh, it's just very different. Um, but I love that. love it for that, you know? And... It's not like an open world game. It's very linear. Although you have certain side missions you can do. Yeah. Um, um, it is still not open world or anything. Like you go into a, a section of the city and you have your main mission. And along you walking there, you find certain things you can do. Like... Yeah, no lady comes over there and uh, police police my cat is missing you know and then you look yeah. for the for the cat in the basement and you find that th there are a bunch of crack dealers there and you just <laughs> kick their asses and you know it's like <laughs> stuff like that and then you're on your way to the to the next main mission it's like um yeah it, uh, it it runs again it runs really really well like the occasional little pop-ins you can tell but other than that um it's it runs beautiful and and it's definitely the best showcase for unreal 5 out there um nice it's it's great it's really good um but yeah guys let let us move on from from the stuff we've been playing because we we have a lot to talk about, you know. Um, there are, well, quite some news this week. Um, so where do we start today? Uh, let, let us just start with the, the big elephant in the room. The Xbox Developer Direct has been announced. And great news, guys. It's in the middle of our regular Thursday uh, evening podcast slot. So... <laughs> Next Thursday, we will be, of course, live streaming this here. We start the show very regularly at 8 Central Europe, 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 yeah. p.m. UK time. So we have about an hour before the show starts. We will start. We will definitely stream it here. Uh, we will locally upscale it for you guys so you can uh, at least have an advantage <laughs> there and then uh, stream it here. 
uh, um, what did I say? Upstream? No, I mean up upscale. Upscale. Uh, upscale. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, uh, we will turn off, of course, all the overlays, so we can just watch the the, the thing and enjoy the thing um, as as we're supposed to. And then, of course, we will just continue with the podcast uh, in a regular way to cover everything that has been shown. So we hope to see you guys, um, uh, of course, for that. But yeah, guys, um, this Thursday, everyone expected the yeah, the Xbox Developer Direct in January. I mean, uh, they did it last year with great success. They stealth dropped... Um, the uh, uh, Hi-Fi Rush last year, everyone was expecting them to to have one of these developer directs again. And honestly, I was very, very surprised by this incredible lineup for the show. They've announced four games that will be showcased at the developer direct. It's going to be Ara History Untold. It's going to be Hellblade 2. It's going to be Avowed. And the very big surprise, I think, for everyone was, of course, Indiana Jones from Machine Games is going to be shown. So, yeah. honestly, I thought about, nah, that's probably second half of 2024. They're not going to show that in the developer direct. Indiana Jones, that's too big for a reveal at a developer direct. You do that at a big, big showcase. And, yeah, we I still expect Hellblade to, to come out in the first half of this year. So I was expecting that, but um, having all of those games, especially yeah. the big three here, of course, Hellblade, um, Indie, and uh, Avowed in there, um, is already like a super killer lineup. I don't know, before we talk about all the, uh, the games individually, but what did you think of this announcement? Did it take you by surprise? Were you expecting that? What are your thoughts? Pat, let's start with you, man. Well, uh, I was like pretty surprised seeing the uh, the uh, the shadow of, of Indiana Jones right there, and uh, yeah, I was I was pretty hyped about it because I, we spoke on the on the midweek mixer podcast. We spoke a few times about this about Indiana Jones. We wanted to see mm. it, you know. Like it's been I think three years, yeah, that we saw. Four. It. I think yeah, it was twenty twenty when. When they announced that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, well, after four years, finally we're gonna see something. So I'm, I'm that. That's one of the the reasons why I'm really gonna watch this, <clears throat> and I want to see what they're gonna show us. Is it gonna be like? Is it gonna be like a, a new trailer? Is it gonna be a little bit of gameplay? I don't know. They said ten but minutes, ten minutes gameplay, ten minutes, yeah. trailers, and everything. So. Yeah, uh, you get to see everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> finally, finally. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and of course, and of course, Hellblade. That's also one of the games that I'm I'm really looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm uh, yeah I'm 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 curious about what they're gonna what they're gonna show us what they're gonna tell us. Nice. So nice. Yeah. Dutch, what did you think of this announcement? Before we talk about uh, all the games and what we expect from them, but. Uh, just in general, did it take you best by surprise? Um, yes and no. I kind of, I, I was, I knew when the showcase was going to be. I got told about the dates and the times and things beforehand. 
which is why I just posted the cryptic times on Twitter of the day of the announcement. Um, I knew they were going to mention indie, but I didn't know that it was going to show, um, they were going to actually show gameplay. I just knew they were going to talk about indie. Um, so it's a positive surprise that we're actually getting to see gameplay as well as like talking about the development of it. Um, but I can't wait. I'm kind of hoping that it's going to be an, uh, like a Tomb Raider slash Uncharted because Uncharted. those games were created on the back of Indiana Jones. Yeah. The like the the finding the the treasure and the yeah. hunting them down and being the rogue like that is because in, if Indiana Jones didn't exist as an IP, those games wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have a Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have an Uncharted. So, um, ideally, like what you want to see is Treasure Hunter, God, yeah. the Godfather yeah. of treasure hunting stories. Yeah. Like, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I kind of, I, I would love for it to be in that vein, a mm. third-person action adventure with an awesome story. Um, so. That, that's what I'm really hoping for. Of course, naturally, all I want from Hellblade is that release date. That's all oh, I yeah. want. That's, that's, I think that's what we all want, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah then let's talk about uh, uh, all the those announcements. And since you touched on indies, let's start with that. You already said uh, you want it to be like in the vein of uh, Uncharted and Tomb Raider. And I think yeah. you speak for a lot of people there. I still remember yeah. this uh, big interview with Todd Howard where he said, well, he can't really talk about uh, indie, but that we will uh, be able to talk about it in 24. And I was like, all right, they're going to show it at the big showcase in June. And then we see a little yeah. trailer there and uh, see like the aesthetics and things. But now that they show it in this developer, developer direct in, in January, it's very highly likely that um, they're going to release it this year um, yeah, because yeah. It, 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 it makes sense. This developer direct is not uh, to showcase like games that are years out. The developer direct yeah. is, is for games that are coming out this year. Um, yeah relatively soon and so they with that i think it's safe to assume that that, that um the indie game which is probably by the way called uh, the great circle yeah indiana jones and the great <laughs> circle actually when you look at this little teaser trailer from three or four years ago um yeah. there is a book lying on the on the on the desk Uh, that says exactly that the great circle and the author is Todd Howard. So <laughs> um, they kind of tease that. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, um, I think it, again, it's safe to assume that it's going to come out this year. And I think that's really like makes a killer 24 for Xbox. Like, yeah, they yeah. have about, oh, yeah. they have Hellblade, they have Indie, And that's only the stuff we know about early in January. Um, yep. There's probably another big one. And so they find that we don't know of yet. Yeah, uh, We will get to that later. But um, like Indiana Jones, uh, now from Machine Games. Um, I mean, Machine Games hasn't released a game in like seven years now. Um They had the uh, Wolfenstein, what was it called, with this uh, blood, 
Young Blood. Young Blood. Uh, Young Blood with the sisters, which was developed yeah. by Arcane and only supported by Machine Games. But um, it's, uh, again, it is... Um, <clears throat> I'm super excited for that because machine games never missed um, so far. The Wolfenstein games, they were yeah. like, technically super advanced using it engine, beautiful games had, they, they nailed the gameplay in those games, both the shooting and the stealth were simply awesome in, in Wolfenstein. They had um, like, actually the storytelling was also very good and, that in a setting like Wolfenstein, you know, where you have this alternate universe where the Nazis won and and it, they still told a good story there. Uh, Over-the-top action, yes, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited for what Indiana Jones, what they will deliver with Indiana Jones. I expect it to be beautiful. What do you think, yeah. guys? Is it going to run in it engine? Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so. And you mentioned, and it's a good thing that you mentioned that actually the over-the-top action sequences that they have from Wolfenstein, because yeah. if Indiana Jones has got some really intentionally over-the-top chase sequences, yeah, um, and I really hope they portray that well in in the story elements, even if it's like, and I know he, I know people hate them, but the the good things that both Tomb Raider and uncharted do with their chase sequences is it's it is cinematic but it has elements of kind of quick time events or elements of shooting and things like that in there and ideally you kind of want that from the indie yes. chase sequences you want these over the top elaborate action sequences yeah. that you're kind of half watching but half playing but then obviously you want the gameplay and then the use of the whip and everything to be kind of implemented really well yeah. um but it's yeah, they, I, I can't wait to see what they've done. I, again, machine games at, at, from a from a purely quality perspective. Yeah, I absolutely trust. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to run really well. Um, as we've said before, with a few of these things, it's a case of d- how do they nail the story and 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 the rest of the gameplay. Yeah. So Jason in the chat has been correcting me. It's been three years since the reveal trailer. All right, all right. Uh, I thought it was See? 2020. Torture. Yeah, but uh, could have been 2021 uh, uh, also. So uh, thanks th- for that. Um, but yeah, that, that sh- I agree with you. Like the over-the-top action sequences in indie, they fit. Machine Game still has the Nazis in there. That fits, you know. <laughs> So, uh, Pat, what are you expecting from Indie? Well, of course, uh, a really, really good story. If you like, uh, if you know the movies, yeah, uh, you know that all the movies has have a really great story, especially the last one that I recently watched. By the way, the 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 latest, the last one. Yeah, Dial the last uh, yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, and what I really called, enjoyed uh, that movie. Indiana Jones. Dial of Destiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that I think that's one important thing that they that they need to do is like have a really good story in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one thing I'm also like, how it's gonna look when you enter like a, a huge temple and like stuff is gonna move around or you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I think I agree with Dutch as well. You know, like having these like 
cutscenes where you like interact as well yeah at the same time but not too much so that you can like also really enjoy how the, the cutscene is and the, the, yeah like quick time I, events and and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> yeah and and of course just yeah it, it just needs to look really good but yeah. I, I think they need to kind of nail the um the, like the sarcasm that indie has and yeah the humor characteristics yeah the jokes yeah the jokes yeah, yeah. so what what i'm really excited to see is also the involvement of todd howard because todd makes massive open world rpgs that's what why he became like god howard you know uh, god howard makes skyrim he makes starfield he makes fallout but um, so I want to want to see what he does in a game when he directs a game that is not like an open world, massive open world uh, action RPG. Um, at least that what we uh, that's what we assume that Indiana yeah, Jones is not going world. to be I an open world. Isn't. Yeah, I <laughs> hope it isn't. I me me too. I but he also mentioned last year in in, in this interview that. Um, Indiana Jones is going to be a mix of genres and that it's unlike anything we have seen so far in a, in a game. So I've been thinking maybe it's a mixture of first person and third person or um, I don't know uh, what it really Maybe is. some semi-open world spaces a little bit, a little bit like that. I mean, Tomb Raider had those, you know, it yep. had these yep. hub areas um, where you yep. had also like your side stuff and, and things and then you move forward and it was still a relatively linear game, but it had its open world areas. I don't want it. Uh, honestly, I don't. I hope they don't fit like RPGs. Not every game has to be yeah, RPG. Same. I love RPGs, uh, obviously. <laughs> um, you guys know that. But... Um, not every game has to be or has to have RPG mechanics. Um, I don't think that RPG mechanics like super fit in the Indiana Jones universe. What I would love to have is like riddle segments, maybe even some platforming or, you know, in a, in, in a certain temple or something. Um, uh, I would I would love <clears throat> to see th those kind of things. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. What do you think what he meant with like mix of genres, something unlike something we have seen before? It might be like a mixture between like, it's, it's hard to, to tell because like, does he mean it's going to be a mixture between like first person and third person? Is it going to have like shooting mechanics? Is it going to have upgradable equipment? Is it going to have flying mechanics? For instance, if you steal like an old World War II plane and fly that away, or is it going to have like driving mechanics in there for, for chase scenes? Is it is it going to be third? Um, is it going to be like semi-open world? Is it going to be yeah. just linear? Is it going to have platforming? It could maybe mean it's like a first-person linear, but there's certain sections that are platforming uh, things, like traditional platforming. Um, it's yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Yeah. And of course, the puzzle sequences—you need them to be intricate, but not too intricate, because obviously some people just hate puzzles. Um, so yeah, but those are of, definitely in there. One hundred. Yeah, yeah, they have to be. Have yeah. To be. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. It's it's hard to know what he means by it's going to be a mixture. It's it's hard to know. Um, 
But it could also end up being the first game that we see on the new um, revised id tech engine. Oh, you mean it? It eight is going to make it, its it, it debut. Potentially, yeah. I would love that. And if it's third person and runs in it, I think that would be like the first it game that we see not in first person. I, I mean, think it's the first third person, like third person game that machine games have made as well. If it, if it is third person, yeah, it, it needs to be because you need to see indie. It needs to be third person. Yeah. I I hope so. I would hope so. Uh, it, it's yeah, but. If I think about all the it games, you know, Rage, one and two have been done in it. Call of Duty has been made in yeah. it. Um, back in the days, of course. Um, I think the last was it four or five, and then they used yeah. the it engine and made built upon this it engine. It, it's to to this day the 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 Call of Duty engine uh, still run has. Um, has certain things from the id engine in it so um but yeah, yeah okay. all third per uh, all first person uh, games wolfenstein of course and then of course the id games itself doom um running on in it so i would love to see an id game uh, that does a uh, third person um and of course it would fit for indiana jones um yeah siki in the chat says he wishes it's not linear um yeah uh, I mean, doesn't have to be an RPG to be non-linear. You could still make yep. certain choices, you know. Yeah, like uh, in Uncharted, both Uncharted and in, yeah. and uh, and Tomb Raider were linear but non-linear at the same time because you both had the option to do these side little bits. You could take missions on in certain directions, and you could still explore. And that's can, kind of what we needed. You, Ultimately, like we say, it's a treasure hunter game. It's it's the it's the godfather of treasure hunters, so it, yeah, it kind of needs it. It and it and in itself, it needs to be in that vein. I think to work well, it needs to be story focused. It needs to be that kind of thing. Yeah, for me anyway, that's what I, how I see indie. If I was wanting to play an indie game, I'd want it to be like a right. Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, and especially since Uncharted <coughs> is when was Uncharted fourth to. 2015 or so and tomb raider has also gone a wall <laughs> and uh, uh i'm i'm itching for those you know adventure kind of games um so yeah when, when do you guys think it's it's going to come out obviously this year well, but <laughs> you know what it is My I, could, i could say it end up being a surprise you know because this is a game that's been in development for a very long time Yeah, um, it was originally slated to come out even before Hellblade and Avowed were talked about. Mm -hmm. I could see with this surprise announcement of Indie here, Indie sneak in as being one of the first to release before Ooh. Hellblade and before Avowed. I mean, I could just sneak in like we didn't expect it, and I think because we didn't expect it at the uh, developer direct at all. Yeah, and now it's slated for this year, when we expect it to see it in June. Yeah, um, I can see it potentially sneaking up there and, and actually being the first game to release, Ooh. and Avowed and Hellblade being the tail end. That would be spicy, man. I mean, it, would it be wouldn't spicy. be it wouldn't be um, the first time that Bethesda does something like that. Um, 
before Starfield, they basically announced their games always relatively close to launch. Remember Fallout 4, announced in June, came out in October. Four months, there you go, bam. Um, they did a similar thing with The Evil Within 1 and 2. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo with Deathloop. They announced the games and released them relatively close together. So I wouldn't be surprised. Pat, what do you think? When were... Well, I'm I'm thinking when did the last movie came out? I think it was like October, November, something like that. Maybe it's yeah, it's it's too long. It could be also earlier, but yeah, my guess is around that area of time, like somewhere around October. Or Hol- something. Holidays, so fall. Yeah, something like that. Fall yeah. holiday season. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Um, honestly, I I could. See both scenarios happening, um, like Dutch said. Um, if if they are so confident to show that off now in January and not use it for the big showcase, because if it is a holiday game, you could very well use it at the big showcase in June, get yeah. the hype up, the excitement, um, and we all know in this day and age, like the hype train dies really quickly. So. Um, if you announce this game now in January and release it, let's say in November or so, um, the, the, the hype is all, you know, already gone. Yeah. If you could keep that up and let's say actually release it in April, three months from now, that would be a, yeah, that's a, true. a super big surprise. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, we, 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 we do you guys think we will find out will they give us a release date or only like a release window like it 2024 or something i think a release yeah i think a release window i think they'll give we like a quarter like coming quarter such okay. and such yeah could see yeah that. i think a release window not like a specific date mm. i think it's too early for that yeah uh, well you know like not too early because it's been uh, like like we said it's been three years that we've seen that a uh, small snippet of it so it would be a surprise if they actually have a release date for it, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it yeah, that would be crazy though. But like, it's uh, probably yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just never know with Bethesda. You just never you know. Just Bethesda. never know. Oh, yeah, exactly. Bethesda yeah. has done it before multiple times, um, and we are at this point where we wanted Xbox to be for many years, where they have yeah. simply a bursting pipeline of games. You know, yeah. it's like. If you look at all those games that Xbox announced in 2020, 2021, almost all of them are six years plus in development. Almost every one of yeah. every single one of them. If you look at games like Perfect Dark, it's six years now. Yeah. Fable is now seven years in development. A little yeah. bit more even now. Yeah. Um, it's crazy if you if you look at those games and um and, and 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 the amount of games with the amount of studios that they have and every game has been five six seven years in development so they gotta release them eventually and i think they are even now probably in this in this in this scenario where they can play around a little bit you know if if i don't know ninja theory said well we targeted maybe april or may this year but we need two or three extra months 
Xbox can, okay, come on, Machine Games, just release your game now in April or May and we move Hellblade, I don't know, to September or so. It, they have that flexibility now because they have so many games in the pipeline and being ready. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Jason in the chat says he thinks Indie will be June 2024, uh, a year after the last movie. Yeah, could be, could be. Uh, oh, it's uh, he came out in June. Okay, I actually, it's I actually don't really, really, know. Really but my I... chat says, "What if Fable is Holiday 24?" I would love for Fable to be Holiday 24. But honestly, I honestly, I have been thinking about that. I actually wanted to make that a topic uh, a little later in the show about the roadmap for 2024. Um, um, I mean, Fable, yeah. I don't know. It's been. We, we know it has been fully playable since early 2023, you know? Yeah. Um, we heard in January 2017, we heard for the first time about this rumor that uh, the Fable IP um, has been given to a UK studio. That was the rumor at the time, a uh, UK-based studio. And then in, in August 2017... Um, or September, August or September 2017, Playground actually confirmed, yes, we have been working on an action RPG. And so now we are in 24. It's seven plus years now that they have been working on that. I mean, the obviously obvious guess for Fable would be, of course, next year. Um, but mm. yeah, uh, why not? It, it, I think it really depends on when is about Hellblade and, and Indie ready, you know? Yeah, you know what it is? is it sounds absolutely ridiculous to say it, right? Yeah. And you could have it, but you've got three. I know they mentioned like they want to release four big games a year. That's great and everything, but do you want to release Indiana Jones, which is a huge game? Hellblade, which Absolutely. is a huge game. Yeah. Avowed, which is a huge game. And Fable, which is a massive game. Like these are three like potential like big game like games. Big, big, like potential like game of the year nomination yeah. kind of games yeah, yeah. that we're talking about here. All in one year. Or do you want to have like okay? The, the problem is they have next... to release them eventually. It, like they oh, have yeah, yeah. But all I'm saying year. is like specifically for this year, now that we know that, because, of course, the Dev Directs, as we've seen the pattern so far, is the, the games that are, are shown off in Dev Direct are for the same year. The games that are shown off in June are usually for the latter end, if not the beginning of next year and the year after, and so on and so forth. So they do it that way, and then they, they tease a little bit of the slightly further out, but the vast majority, especially that we've seen last year, mm. we see Clockwork and... Um, South of Midnight... South of Midnight, which are probably 25 games because they're the only ones that didn't really have dates. The rest of them were for this year or games that we know of for this year. Yeah. Um, Fable being the outlier because Fable, again, they didn't, they showed this awesome trailer, um, but didn't have a date. So those, those were the three outliers. And those, I think, will be 25 games. And again, they're still massive. Fable, Clockwork, and, and, South of Midnight is three starters for 25 on top of the three massive games we've got for 24 and Stalker and Towerborn and Aura and 
all the other games that we've got coming as well, not including Call of Duty, which is going to be the first time releasing as a as a first mm. party IP. So, uh, yeah, I think, like you mentioned, they have to release at some point. But I think, especially with Fable, Clockwork, and South of Midnight, who intentionally didn't have dates, Clockwork said it's coming when it's ready. Literally, that was the end yeah. banner. South of Midnight was just a like a teaser trailer. It wasn't a, anything to do with gameplay. So I, I would imagine we see more of Clockwork and South of Midnight this year. I would, I would also imagine in June we see some full gameplay for Fable, like some, okay, here's an actual sequence in Fable, like a part of a level or a part of a mission. Yeah. And this is what you can kind of see what it's all about because people didn't believe it last time. So give them something to believe this time. Um so I can see it being beginning of... We won't open the floodgates, of course, but you don't want to shove everything down at the same time and then overshadow your own IP um, or get caught up in, in the wash of other big IPs because depends on what else comes this year as well. There, there is a bunch, a whole bunch of games coming this year. Hmm. Yeah, the, it, all true what you say. But then you look yeah. at 2025, 2026... And you look at the pipeline that we, and only the games that we already know of. Um, yeah. It's, you could say the same thing for 2025. Because you yeah. have, like, what is 2025 going to look like? Yeah. It's probably the next Doom or It game, which uh, according to the leak is, an, is the next Doom. It's, it's probably going to be Perfect Dark. Fable, you know, State of Decay 3. We've been waiting for that for, for a long, long time. Double Fine has been working on something. But Cinemax Online has to release something. Tango's next game. Then we talk about 26, what's there. We have Blade in the pipeline. We have the next Gears in the pipeline. We have, like, it, it never ends. It, it really never yeah. ends. So what I think is not that... I don't think that Xbox can say, well, we have too many like good games in one year. You just have to make sure that you don't launch them too close together. Like they That's did the last year. Like, like Starfield I, and Forza were the two big yeah. ones. Um, Redfall obviously didn't hit at all. Um, but... They had those were the two big ones, and they launched them within four weeks. And it's, uh, I don't think, I I think they can get away with that because with a racing game being there, it's a little different. But if you have like an about and a fable too close together, yeah, that that doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Ideally, like this year specifically, is this unless one of these games that developer direct announces that it's coming out in. March. One of those games will. Maybe not yeah, March, maybe saying, it's unless, April, unless it's, but you know what yeah, I mean? We, we, would, we would hope so. We would hope so, but this is this is still Microsoft, right? I'm not going to count my chickens yet, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's also very true. <laughs> if if they don't, however, and the first game doesn't come out till like May, then you've got to fit four AAA games in from May to December. Yeah. And then you're talking about the crowded scenario. That's exactly the thing. 
That's exactly yeah. the thing. Um, I I I feel like Xbox is going to try to to place them strategically in a good way, yeah. and now that they have the luxury to do so, you know what? And um, and we haven't talked about other Xbox exclusives. They have Stalker Two still coming, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is announced for Q1. I think that's going to be their that's going to be their March game, you know. And then they have Hellblade. I th- I still believe that Hellblade is going to be probably the one. I mean, it makes a lot of sense what you said about indie and Bethesda. Yeah. And you never know, and you ne- really never know. Uh, we have seen crazier things than uh, yeah. happening in gaming over the last couple of years. And them showing indie in January and then release it in April or May, you know. Yeah. But I, th- I, I kind of feel like it's still Hellblade. So we have Stalker two in March, April May Hellblade two, you know. Then you bring indie in Ju- July August. Maybe September. You've got August. slip in Towerborn there as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me finish with the big with the big ones. You, <laughs> uh, you know, you you want you you want to because I think I feel like the Towerborns and the Flight Sims and and you those. Know you know what? I'm going to say something a bit spicy here. I could potentially see Towerborn being a shadow drop on Developer Direct. I wanted to say that. I wanted. I actually had that written down here. What What is with all those other games? Towerborn and Stalker 2 as well. What's what's up with those? Why are they not in that showcase? You know, it, it would totally make sense. Um, yeah. To, but, I mean, state of Decay. Mm, that if if State of Decay is not coming out this year, and so you don't put it in a developer direct, I would no. place a bet we will see State of Decay 3 this year in June. But I yeah. don't think you would. You have to put the in the developer direct the, um, you know, games that come out in the same in this year. You don't do that. Uh, do it for a ga- twenty five or twenty six game. You don't put that in oh. a developer direct in January. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, then of course you could argue Towerborn and Stalker are not first party. Yeah, Towerborn is only published by. By um, I think Xbox, it's, yeah, uh, I think publishing. It's, um, is it not uh, Microsoft owned IP though? I'm sure Towerborn's owned by them and just they've funded Stoic to create it. Um, I don't know about the ownership um, of the IP. Um, it is published by Xbox um, Game Studios. They yeah. have the publishing deal, and they have a true exclusive deal there so no timed exclusive things i think it could be i think it could be the same exclusivity and uh, ip ownership of an ori it could be it could very well in be. which case that could be if people want to talk about because we'll get into that later people want to talk about games going to potential other platforms in the future that would be one that could could go on to switch but from what we've played, it's a style of game that would work well there. And also a reason why I think that game could be a potential shadow drop for Dev Direct. Mm. I also only think these shadow drops work with these A double A smaller titles. I, I totally agree. Ridiculous. I, I could but see Towerborn there. 
I yeah. honestly I could definitely see it there. We you and I we both played it at Gamescom. Yeah, it was I, super far along. It, it was it really was polished. Like the 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 segment we played was super polished. Like you could absolutely launch it in that state. And yeah. then if you release a Towerborn later this year, it will absolutely be annihilated because it's not only the first party games that come out from Microsoft. If you bet yeah. if you bet a Towerborn against the Hellblade, against an Avowed, against an indie, it doesn't stand or a, a chance. Star Wars Outlaws or no. and then, anything like that. Exactly. And then you have no. the third parties coming in and <clears throat> like the the first half alone of this year is insane with third party releases. Yeah. You have big games like Dragon's Dogma coming, you have the Suicide Squads and whatnot, uh, Final Fantasy, all those games come out and and where do you place Towerborn for for it to find its audience? And having a Shadow Drop like worked amazingly well for Hi-Fi Rush. Aaron Greenberg just confirmed this week again that Hi-Fi Rush was a smash out hit for them. It, it yeah. hit all. I I have to paraphrase now, but he, he said he it it hit all the metrics that they measure success with. Um, because it's not for them. Obviously, it's not just sales numbers. Yeah, it's amount of players, average playtime per player, um, plays a big role. Um, all those kind of metrics. And Hi-Fi Rush was a super success. And why not repeat that with a Towerborn? Um, because I don't think that any of the bigger ones, like a Stalker, like a Hellblade or so, will come out before March. Stalker. They reconfirmed it the other day or the other week. Um, it's still planned and scheduled for Q1 and that they have more to share really soon. So I think Stalker March, you know, and then you move on with Hellblade and Indie and About. And it, it, where do you place Towerborn? Do that now. You get super big attention everyone's yeah. like the entire True. media everyone there's there's nothing else going on in gaming right now yeah xbox has the undivided attention that's why this january time spot for developer direct is so so good you have the undivided attention of the entire gaming community you shadow drop a towerborn and tell everyone the next big game you're gonna be playing is hellblade in april you know like would be perfect i don't know about you guys i've, I've Pat, what, what do you think? I've been going on far too long for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like, I think it's 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 a good one, like you're saying, like, Towerborn dropping, like, I have Shadow Drop during the show uh, will, like, get a lot of attention, like you said. But I think it's, it's pretty difficult to, like, know when the, like, the, the big titles will, like, drop you know and which one is coming first we know that probably hellblade my guess is is that hellblade is gonna be maybe march something like that like halfway march end march or something um, that close yeah I, yeah i don't know i just have i just have a feeling that it's it's not gonna take that long before mm. they're gonna before they're gonna drop it but I can be wrong, of course. Um, but one thing I want to say is that I've seen some things on 
uh, on Twitter is that you can like download uh, Sound of Midnight on your console. Yeah, but you can and do that for like every game. You can do that for Avowed, yeah. you can do that for Clockwork, you can really? do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. I was I, I was really surprised because I was like, because Dutch just said like he expects this coming, well, it's going to be probably 25. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I just saw like people posting that it's yeah. gonna, you can download it on console and blah, 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 or pre-download it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've had them I, like pre-install, the pre-installed placeholders installed since yeah. last June. <laughs> uh, I totally missed that though. No. So I was I was surprised when you said that. I was like, maybe they, you know, like they will announce something or maybe they shadow drop that because people were saying that, you know, mm. like. So yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty difficult to to say what game and how they're gonna um how they're gonna drop it. Mm. I'm I'm curious yeah. also about Stalker 2, you know, like it's, I can see Stalker 2 being March. Definitely, I can see yeah. Tailbone being a being a uh, shadow drop, specifically because of the type of game it is as well. Like, yeah, it's a it can be played single player, it can be played co-op. It's online co-op up to four players. Yeah, um, it it works beautifully. It's a fun game. Like, it's a good old traditional like um, platformy hack and slash game with upgrades and armor and all that stuff and yeah. boss battles and it's just going to be a fun game to play. I think it's. It's going to go un- under the radar for a lot of people, but it's going to be such a good game that's going to catch people off like by surprise. A bit like High Five Rush did, because people didn't know what to expect when they played it, and they were like, I absolutely love this game. It's one of the best games of the year that I've played, um, and it was for me as well. And I think Towerborn has the potential to surprise a lot of people, um, and I think that would be the perfect platform and the perfect time to drop it, Yeah, because... It is that smaller title, and I think a lot of people are overlooking it. And I think if Hi-Fi Rush came out the same time as a as a Starfield, etc., it would have had the same problem. It would have been overlooked, and nobody would have talked about it. I think yeah. because it was given its space, and because it dropped when nothing else was happening, it got that time, it got that attention, and people loved it. And I think when you give a game its space and, and its time in the light, then people will actually take notice of it. And I think that's the only way yeah. Towerborn this year is going to get enough eyes on it as if they shadow drop it. And you save a lot of marketing, okay. you know, mm-hmm. um, that's the other thing. Um, Besides, if, if you want to be, like you said, if you would have released last year, which was an absolutely packed year with not just first party, but also with a lot of big third party games, you would have released it anyone throughout the year you would have always had that big competitor so you would have to push it with marketing really hard but thanks to the shadow dropped hi-fi rush rush was the game that everyone played and talked about on the social media channels for at least two or three weeks um yeah and uh, what more can you expect for a smaller title <coughs> like that and ah oh, sorry I, <laughs> I had to mute myself real quick uh damn cough um yeah uh, and uh, like you said Dutch uh 
right now, um, I, I feel like a lot of people have been trying to catch up a little bit on their backlog over the, the Christmas holidays. Everyone is excited to to for some new games to come out, but they won't be out until February. Um, and it would be a perfect time. Um, so, yeah, not, not long to wait. Do you guys think we surprisingly might see a stalker 2 thing at maybe at the end another trailer with a release date or something uh, no i don't think so i think stoker is just gonna announce the release date yeah. on socials okay yeah yeah it could be could be yeah um i don't know really uh, what happened there they were like in 2022 Remember that uh, at the um, June uh, extended showcase, um, yeah, uh, they had this big, very emotional trailer um, yeah. and uh, reporting with all the trouble that they went through with the with the invasion of, of uh, their country and everything, and and they were like, okay. We, with that, they attached themselves really close to Xbox. But ever since, everything that they released, they released on their own. They didn't do it uh, with Xbox. Like, they didn't release the trailers at any of their shows or attach the name Stalker to, to Xbox, which is kind of surprising, except the one thing that it was playable at the Xbox booth at, at Gamescom. But besides that... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could could be... Also, developer direct probably a format for Xbox Studio games, you know, yeah, um, that second party. But then again, that would also be true for Towerborn. So I don't know. I don't know. Jason in the chat says um, <clears throat> he could see South of Midnight being maybe a shadow drop because it is a smaller game. But I don't know. I uh, I get the train of thought. Um, I don't expect South of Midnight to be like this massive AAA game. Um, I don't think that uh, Compulsion is just there yet to develop like a Hellblade level kind of game, you know, uh, a, a, a system seller kind of game. Uh, it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, that, yeah. The, that the game will be bad in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't judge the quality of a game, whether it's indie or AA or AAA or what whatnot. But I don't think that South of Midnight is going to be this, you know, no. that's, that's not going uh, to be that. And I feel like that's more in the hi-fi rush level you know very good game super polished double a experience um which is totally fine but i don't think it's going to be a shadow drop um i could see it come out this year though uh i i could see that we talked about that a couple of shows ago um there there are those rumors out there um who knows if that game is ready to be released but i could see them placing that more like in between two two other bigger games um but yeah yeah who knows who knows we will know very soon because we will only four days you know um so what else is going to be shown there a uh, hellblade 2 let's talk yes. about uh expectations for that um i mean 
honestly, if they don't give a release date for Hellblade 2 at that they showcase, have they have to. They have yeah. to. Yeah. I they they show they they already shown so much right now. You had a, a, a little. Was it last time that they showed a little bit of combat or am I the game awards? Yeah, yeah, the game awards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you have a part of of combat. You have a part of like how, how the environment is, how the graphics are, everything, the cutscenes and stuff. So now it's just time to show us a date when it's going to be released. Yeah. What else can they like? show us or like tell us okay they can probably tell something about it but they need to give us uh, a release date yeah 100%. that's all I, that's all i want from it as well and they've, they've said it's going to be like behind the scenes dev stuff and we've seen lots of that and and yeah. I, as much as yeah. i love it i don't want them to overdo it people just want to see the release date now <laughs> they wanted to see combat you showed them combat yeah <clears throat> obviously they want to see more of it but ultimately Bottom line is people just want that release date now. They've shown it yeah. so many times now, it's just time to get that release date out so people can just stop worrying. I totally <laughs> agree. They might show, you know, like they had this uh, Ninja Theory on their YouTube channel. They had this diary of uh, the mm -hmm. the journey of the game, how it was made. Probably they will show that also, but that's not what we're waiting for, of course. But yeah, my guess is that they're going to show some parts of that and then on the end you're gonna have the release date march yeah yeah march <laughs> i think it's, <laughs> it's going to be april or may but um yeah like you guys said we had so many uh, development diaries over the years now and we know that they take a lot of care to get the details right that they invested a lot in making proper textures they scanned iceland they built their own costumes they have a very very impressive usage of of the meta human technology in unreal 5 and all of that um yeah. we finally yeah. have seen combat um it looks like an advancement of the of the 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 combat in first one we are all settled. We, we've we seen everything there is to see for a linear story-driven game. You know, it's not like a Starfield where you had to explain. With, with Starfield, it made sense to have a dedicated developer direct 45 minutes long explaining, oh, and you can build ships and you can build bases and you can do this yeah. and you can do that. And it's a complex game. That's not what, what Hellblade is. That is a linear, straightforward game. You don't want to do any spoilers. You don't... We know they've taken care, great care, uh, attention to, to to a lot of details in it. It's we we know all that. So yeah. there are two things I'd like them to do. Honestly, the first, of course, being uh, definitely give us a release date, and the second, if you want to show the game, show us continued gameplay. Because yeah. that's the only thing we haven't seen. Like, show us literally like uh, three, four, five minute continued gameplay. Someone with playing that game, not just these snippets. Okay, you got five seconds of combat here, and you got two seconds of uh, visual shots from the environments there, uh, and edit that well together in a trailer. Show us like continued gameplay, and then bam. 
this is this is the release date april it's going to come out uh i want them to do that um because it's the only xbox game we have seen multiple times now you know we have seen it over the years four or five times now i think yeah they announced yeah, it like with a CGI trailer along with in 2019 at the Game Awards with along with the Series X. Then we've seen multiple gameplay trailers and story trailers. And then we've seen the, the, the thing at the Game Awards and we've seen at least five development diaries or so. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, as much as I'm looking forward to the game, um, it's it's. It's cool. It's cool that it's in the show. Um, it's the the one game I expected to be at the developer direct in in January because I feel like this game got to be ready. Yeah, it's got to be ready. Ready and um, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so. I also see. I also see um, Seppo. He's he's saying in the chat. I also hope Ninja announces a new project. Well, a few years ago they showed Project Mara. Yeah. Yeah. And I've only that one small trailer, they never ever shown anything else about that. Yeah, I think I think once Hellblade Two's out the way of, yeah, they will be showing yeah. more of that. Yeah, that's yeah. my guess. As I well. don't, I don't think that we will see. Um, I don't think we will see anything else from them before. <clears throat> Hellblade is out. It, it wouldn't make sense. No, um, no, 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 no. That's the full that, that, focus now. Yeah, exactly. Probably uh, we might maybe see something end of this year, begin next year about that. Yeah. But I don't see anything like yeah. before Hellblade 2 comes out. Or Agreed. No. Agreed. Yeah. You know what I would love them to do? I would love them to revisit Odyssey to the West. I really enjoyed Enslaved Odyssey to the West. That was a good show. Uh, good show, yeah. Good game. Be, that would be cool. But <clears throat> yeah, again, I don't don't expect um, uh, anything else other than Hellblade from Ninja Theory at no. at this developer direct. Um, yeah. Uh, so where were we first of all shout out to all the people um in our chats uh you guys are awesome um and we really appreciate you guys taking the time listening here uh today to us and of course discussing everything in the chat as well um and if you do enjoy the show don't forget to hit the like button uh we would definitely appreciate that um but guys let's Let's also talk about um, about yes. about is going to be there, and yes. I've said it. I've said it uh, multiple times. Um, f- about is probably my most anticipated Xbox game besides Fable. Hmm. I feel like Obsidian <clears throat> is just a they. they and it's not just a feeling. That's they are a powerhouse studio. Uh, they are the insomniac of Xbox Studios. Like they are a very well-oiled machine. Uh, in between their bigger games like Outer Worlds, they bring out these smaller projects like Grounded, which was a runaway success. Twelve million players, a super fun game, beautiful, 
um, really enjoying that. Actually started that with my son. Um, also, uh, if, uh, again, uh, because I, I played tons of it last year. It's um, it's great. Pentiment. Not not everyone's cup of tea, but you can't argue about the quality of the game. And Fallout New Vegas was the best Fallout, in my opinion. And because they have such a good pedigree, um, and because they succeed in taking that Bethesda formula, mix in their own formula and make something awesome out of it. Um, yeah. Sometimes even better than, uh, <laughs> you know, Bethesda with like Fallout yeah. New Vegas. Um, and Outer Worlds 2 was one of the best RPGs of last gen. I stand by that. It was a phenomenal uh, game that was only limited a little bit by, you could tell, uh, the development budget itself. Yeah. And now we have Avowed. And Avowed is their take on on Skyrim. It's not going to be Skyrim. They said that. They're, it's still going to be, like, not on the big, big scale. Uh, we shouldn't expect this super gigantic, massive open world. It will follow... A, they said that it will follow a similar formula than Outer Worlds did, where you had, like, open areas, gigantic open areas, multiple um, of them, but it was not one massive open world and this is what's uh, uh, what Avowed is going to be and it's their take on a high fantasy RPG there um, obvious, obviously uh, I don't know if anyone played the Pillar games in the game chat let us know um, uh, Pillar, the Pillar of Eternity games were absolutely awesome um, again not everyone's cup of tea because they are special Um they are not your Diablos, yeah. They are very different. Uh, even beca because I've I've seen a lot of people complain about that because it's you know this isometric view in in the Pillars games and so on. But it had a super deep lore, and uh, that was the star of the of the Pillars games, the world of Eora, and it settled in the same universe. And there was a like a massive backlash last year when they they've shown about for the first time. Because everyone was expecting something else, I feel. Um, they initially showed in, I think, 2020, the CGI trailer for Avowed, which showed us a dark and gritty world. And then we've seen the first gameplay elements of it, and it's colorful, you know, popping colors. It's, like, very different from what people expected. And, of course, Obsidian, they've never been, like, this studio that had showcase graphics you know not that their games look bad by any stretch of the means yeah. our the worlds is a is a very good looking game but it has always like a little stylized art style and it's not like not it's not like your hellblades where you know or your fables where you have like this whew, super massive uh, visual showcase um but what obsidian Obsidian chest nails are two the two most important things in games. They nail gameplay and especially RPG gameplay with great combat systems, with good feeling good feeling games, you know, with well-handled RPG systems and so on. They nail that 
aspect in each and every one of their games. And on the other hand, they are masters of storytelling. Like nobody tells RPG stories like like um, Obsidian does um, with intertwined, you know, uh, storytelling where you have a, a lot of tough decisions to make. Uh, if you remember Outer Worlds, you made some decisions at the very beginning of the game and towards the end of the game, you see the outcome of, of those decisions. And they make it, and they have this way to make it so obvious that this is happening now because you made this decision then and then, and it's like nobody does it like like Obsidian, and so <clears throat> that's why I'm so excited for Avowed, um, and it's going to be there again. I would be surprised if it looked exactly the same like they in the trailer that they showed last year. The trailer that they showed last year, they said they said that it was uh, early uh, game, uh, early early footage of an of an uh, pre-alpha build um, uh, back from January or February 2023. Uh, so, and everyone knows, hopefully knows by now that graphics come together relatively end to the, towards the end of development. Uh, I mean, remember Halo. Halo Infinite, how they showed it off and how the game released. Remember Starfield when they showed the first gameplay there and then a year later how it looked visually. There's just That's just what happens in game development and so I cannot wait to see how it looks now visually. Again, I do, still don't expect it to be this super uh, graphics showcase and it doesn't need to be. It really doesn't need to be. If they nail gameplay, story and lore and world building, which they have always nailed. I'm I'm one happy gamer. I don't know about you guys. What do you, you expect from Avowed? What do you think? Yeah, for me, Avowed, after playing Skyrim the day, <laughs> it will be my it will be my should should I say stopgap in fantasy RPG until Elder Scrolls Six comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, my modern my modern Skyrim should we say, but on, on Obsidian's take, because as much as they say it isn't going to be a Skyrim, it's still ultimately it, a fantasy RPG that that is a hack and slash with magic. Didn't, and- didn't they say it themselves? It's our take on Skyrim? Yeah. I think I so, think they said that themselves. Uh, I could be yeah. wrong. Correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, but um, I, I think they said that. Yeah, so I'm super looking forward to it. I can't wait for a, a, another... Up like modern, um, modern Skyrim esque game before we get uh, Elder Scrolls Six, which is miles away, um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing kind of the different class because that's one of the things we're going to learn at developer directors the different classes, yeah, um, what you can do, kind of some of the more of the mechanics, more of the combat, um, but I'm really looking forward to it because again after jumping into Skyrim again today. Um, and and going through it and just exploring the world and exploring the universe, like that's that's my kind of Bethesda type of title. Yeah. Like even over Starfield, like I loved Starfield, but I, it still didn't marry up to what I enjoyed thoroughly about the exploration and the mystery that was Skyrim. So I can't wait to see Obsidian's take on this as well, because of course we've seen their take on their Fallout esque game, which is Outer Worlds. Um, and I love that, and I can't wait for Outer Worlds 2 whenever that comes out. 
but uh, I'm looking forward now to seeing they take on a Skyrim-esque world as well, um, because it's it's yeah it's it's going to be fantastic, and I don't doubt that it's going to look far prettier than what people assume. Um, I think even in some of the caves and things that you explore, it's going to look very similar to the first showing that they showed off, where you kind of go into the cave, magic comes up, and things like that. Um, so no, I've I've got faith in Obsidian to craft craft a really great story, a really interesting world to explore, um, and, and some really fun combat as well. Like I'm ex- I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing how the combat works on that. But um, yeah, it's it's high on my most anticipated as well. Just in general, avowed Hellblade with two of the two of the utmost um, alongside Fable yeah. for being my most anticipated of the of the generation. Yeah. No, absolutely, nice. absolutely. What do, what do you think, Pat? Well, you know, like, it's not my type of game that I play. Uh, mm. But f- first, I'm a, a Dutch will stream it 100%. Yeah. Uh, so I might just watch Dutch stream, see how it is. Uh, maybe get a little bit used to, like, how the game is and stuff, you know. Um, and then I might you know, like play it myself as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, like for me, it's, I do like, you know, like the kind of magic gameplays and, 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 but yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure about this one. I know people are really hyped for it and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for those that are really looking forward to it. But yeah. me personally, no, I'm, I'm, you know, like, I just want to see how it is when when other people play. And then okay. I have a, like a good idea if I if I'm gonna play it. That's or not. fine. That's fine. Not every game is for every gamer. Um, yeah, so. yeah, that's true. <coughs> yeah. <clears throat> when do you, do you guys expect Loud to come out? This is the one that we've always debated, isn't it? Because yeah. we've always debated which <laughs> comes first, Hellblade or Avowed. Um, I can I can see Avowed being the better holiday game than Hellblade. Yeah, Avowed will come later. I agree. I um, so. I've always said it. I expect that to be a fall or even holiday game uh, this year. Um, it's that's why I'm so surprised that it's in this developer direct because I was expecting them to show that game off again at the June showcase. And then release yep. it like in October, November, somewhere in, uh, in that ballpark. I think, Boxy, any game that gets announced at the developer direct that says it's coming in, for instance, Q3 or Q4, will still get a small trailer at the June showcase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, I think it's. I think personally, it's going to be the tail end of the year for for Avowed. I think that's going to be the the end of the year game. Yeah. Uh, I would assume so too, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I cannot wait to find out uh, what they have to show, and not just how it looks uh, visually, uh, but again, like you said, Dutch, um, what are some of the classes? What what are the unique uh, obsidian mechanics that are going to be in there? Um, yeah. Maybe learn they, they've said themselves where the Obsidian team will share a first deep dive into the gameplay. Yeah. Um, so we're expecting to see quite a lot of things 
kind of being brought up and mentioned and explained to people as well. So Pat, I think even then, the gameplay that they show off on Thursday might help you kind of understand what the gameplay is going to be like if it's going to be a deep dive. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 true, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, you, and you guys also know is that since I've been in the uh, in the midweek mix-up podcast for the last four years now. Yeah. I have played so many different games that I never played before. And, yeah. You know, like I might, you know, like there's a chance I'll play it. You know, it not might be like uh, I'm gonna complete it, but I might play it. Yeah. But it's all things like this community. You know, like people are suggesting, recommending games to me. You did also a lot uh, Dutch uh boxy also recommended some games that i played so like you know ne- you never know so maybe this deep dive or like what they're gonna show during uh, a showcase I, I can change my mind so yeah, yeah. definitely so so yeah we shall see <clears throat> it's been a while since we had um one of those high fantasy uh rpgs um yes and i I when just, was the last proper high fantasy RPG? Was it Witcher? Well, Elden Ring. Mm. And I wouldn't consider that uh, like you you know Not really an RPG. RPG, yeah, it's the it's it's a Souls game, you know. It's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a genre. Yeah, it's a genre it's on itself. its own. Um so yeah, um like the last big high fantasy rpg maybe it was the witcher but i feel like we are missing one or two because that's too too far in the past um let us know in the chat guys um so but yeah they are coming back dragon's dogma 2 coming this year high fantasy uh action rpg we're gonna have about this year um, then we will have, of course, uh, probably next year, um, Fable, and we will have Dragon Age coming back. Um, so, yeah, high fantasy RPGs are back, and yes. I'm, I'm super excited. So, yeah, um, then, of course, uh, maybe we should also briefly touch on, on uh, Ara History Untold, which is going to be there. Um, it's only coming to PC. Uh, so far, so far, yeah, it's launching launching first on PC. On, yeah, I kind of feel bad. I, I mean, I understand why they do do it. Um, it's simply a matter of time, and getting strategy games right on console is significantly harder than on PC. And so you want to f- yeah. focus first on on bringing that experience to to life, and then see how you can tr- can move it over to consoles. But I also feel like H four um, launching two year, almost two years after it launched on PC didn't help the game on console. Um, it kind of came and went um, there as and. Everyone knows how much I love H4, but I didn't really see anyone play it, talk about it. Um, and I feel like Ara will suffer a similar fate. It doesn't mean that it's going to be bad. 
any way, shape or form. It might even be a success on PC, but I don't think um, to, 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 you know, establish the RTS genre on consoles, it helps that they release so far after they... Because everyone who's interested in those kind of games will already have yeah. played it on PC. And it was also my thing with the console version. Of course, I gave it a try. I <clears throat> When H4 came out, after having played at that time somewhere in the, something like 600 hours or so on PC, I had to try it on console. But I was so used to, to the PC controls and mechanics yeah. that I... I didn't get really into the console version. I just kept playing it on PC and I'm now closing in on 700 hours on the game. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but, um, I, but I think I think Age of Empire is, is a game that you like really need to play on PC and not on console. Mm. I remember back in the days, that's years ago, playing Age of Empire also on the PC. Um, and I jumped also in on, on the console. And it, like you said, like, it's it's pretty weird though to play uh, a game like that on console. Listen, and they 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 to... made they made some great changes to the game, um, and the 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 controls on controller were ported really well. But they yeah, had yeah, to yeah. change certain mechanics in the game, like you had this automated system where you can automatically assign your villagers to stone or gold or wood or <clears throat> whatnot, and Whenever they spawn, they automatically went there. These are kind of mechanics that are not existing in the PC version. PC, That's what, yeah. what makes HH, you know, you have to micromanage everything. And it, it's really all about how well can you micromanage that. And they took had to take away that aspect because you can't do that on a controller in, in the same speed and precision and everything. Yeah. So um, they changed the game in its fundamentals. They did it really well. It is really well, but it is a very different game on console than on PC. I'm not saying that RTS cannot work on, on console. On the contrary, Halo Wars, and especially Halo Wars 2, was phenomenal. It yeah. was an absolutely amazing um, RTS game. But this game was built from the ground up to be played on console. Yeah. And um, I feel like if an RTS isn't built from the ground up for console, um, it'll it'll have a hard time um, uh, on there. So yeah, Ara, I'm even though it obviously is super my genre, for some reason I don't feel that much excitement for the game. Um, we played it at Gamescom. It was the only booth where there was no line at all. So, yeah. like, you had okay. lines for everything. You had to wait for hours to play a stalk or two or whatnot, you know? But you could just walk right in into Ara and, and go to a game station and play it. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I hope that they will be able to convince a lot of people uh, because the world definitely needs more RTSs, uh, good ones. Um, so, I mean, it's it's by the developers of Civilization. So, yeah, it's more a four X uh, strategy game. It is really not yeah. like don't don't expect I mean, a StarCraft or Civ. yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of people love Civ. It's whether or not those people that play Civ know that Aura exists. 
That's a good, that's a very good point. I mean, it doesn't have this, you know, m massive pull towards it. Even though yeah. some of the developers that made Ara are actually the creators of Sif. Um, yeah. It still doesn't have this uh, massive pull. So, um, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, now, guys, anything else? Those are the four games. Indie, Avowed, Hellblade, and Ara that they announced for Thursday. Is there anything else you guys expect to be there that they didn't announce? Any kind of surprises? We already talked a little bit about the possible shadow drops, but... Is there yeah. anything you would, would expect to be there as a surprise? No. Outside of that, they've, they've already mentioned we're going to see the next Elder Scrolls Online expansion discussed afterwards. Like an hour after the stream, you're going to see the new the Elder Scrolls Online um, unveiling. Uh, so you'll see what, what's happening there. But I don't see uh, beyond what we've spoke about with potential of maybe Zatalborn Shadow dropped in there. I don't think we'll see any other big games announced at the same time. I think those kind of surprises, I just we don't think we'll see for 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 Dev Direct. I think they'll leave those surprises for um, for June showcases like the AAA stuff. If you're going to see anything as a surprise here, it's going to be AA or less. Yeah, the smaller title. Yeah, I mean there have been rumors in de December that maybe. Yeah, exactly. That Double Fine um, might uh, launch their small passion project, Kilan or what? Kiln. Kiln, yeah. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Kilon? Kiln. K-I-L-N. Kiln. Kiln. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would have pronounced it differently. In, in, in Germany, we would say <sighs> Kilan. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, Pat, what do you think? Any surprises? Uh, it's, it's it's pretty hard though. Uh, I, I might agree, like you guys said, Taubborn, maybe a shadow drop. It's it's possible. But yeah, other than that, I don't. I don't really think that they gonna like you know announce something special or show something else that that we might expect but would be cool if they if they have like a small yeah it, it would be i'm just thinking out of the box maybe a little bit something from fable hmm. but you know like that's not a like a thing that you're gonna show on a developer's direct so it yeah. might be coming in june when, when the big showcase is there yeah, I agree. Um, uh, it's but yeah, it's it's pretty hard to 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 tell or like to think about what they maybe gonna show this Thursday. I have it's it's gonna be a surprise then. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree. I don't think we will see any like uh, bigger AAA game or so as a surprise. Um, no. I could see one smaller project being sneaked in there you know uh some kind of passion project maybe maybe it's kiln um from double fine not might yeah. not be a shadow drop but you know just just a little trailer or something like that 
Um, it took me by surprise that they have uh, after right after the developer direct the the next Elder Scrolls stream because last year they included Fallout seventy six DLC and Elder Scrolls Online DLC in that developer direct. <clears throat> yeah, which they obviously don't do this year. So maybe there is a smaller uh, game uh, uh, shown there. Uh, I still believe that the that Towerborn, like we said earlier, would make sense to be shadow dropped. The only thing that, at least in my head, speaks against that is if they shadow drop another game. Yeah, this year's developer direct, they make it a thing. And then they kind of yeah, have, uh, have to do it at, at, in every January developer direct, you know? Here's my thinking, though. As long as it remains one of the passion projects every time, yeah, then it's then it's feasible. Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. If it's, if it's anything else, then then no. Then, of course not. But even if even if Xbox get into the routine of shadow dropping or at least dropping a game around direct... After, like or just after it or something yeah. like that or announced at and it's releasing very soon um as long as that's one of these passion projects these smaller ones that are ready to go that's fine because it gives it the perfect platform i perfect absolutely platform. do agree mm. yeah it may again like everything we said earlier makes total sense um dropping towerborn any when later this year yeah it's gonna eventually lead to the game being ignored yeah if you drop it now it would get the full attention everyone would be excited for the rest of january everyone would be playing it would be talking about it on the social media channels it makes total sense the the only thing again yeah. it would be like if they do it again with a shadow drop if they have another shadow drop at developer direct you know damn well that in 25 in january at, at the next developer direct there they kind of everyone expects that because then they did it already twice with hi-fi and let's say towerborn yeah but then the surprise would be but what is it this time yeah what and is that's, it that's yeah the but then you have to have one. something you know then you have yeah, to every like most of the teams at xbox game studios now have passion projects alongside their AAA games yeah most of the teams have one like double fine have them we know Gears of War, well, the, the coalitions had them. Yeah, but didn't We've, the rumors say that they uh, stopped developing the, the, the passion Yeah, project? but the point is that the vast majority of them have yeah. or had a passion project. So, and that, I think, is good, is one of the things. And they're working with so many like smaller teams as well now, and they've gained a load of teams where they've got passion projects. Like mm. Nobody really knew that um that Bethesda had Hi-Fi Rush lined up. Yeah. People were speculating, but no one ever expected it to drop like that. And people wouldn't have thought that would have released that way anyway. But if you have a look at across all of their games, Xbox can now say, okay, instead of making a big deal out of all these smaller games, we can give them the platform. Because yeah. no one's going to be asking, like, where is Towerborn? No one's yeah. going to be asking... Where is Hi-Fi? Like, if people beforehand, 
if if High Five released, I mentioned that before. If High Five released the same time as Starfield, nobody would have talked about yeah, it. Absolutely, would wouldn't have had the space. Yeah. So I think for Xbox's sake, they can. People will always focus on triple A's, so no one's going to ask where the small stuff is. So when you're dropping this small stuff, just you can, and that also means it gives these smaller passion projects enough time to do whatever they want. If we're going to just drop them on a January or shadow drop them in a June. Like it just whatever. If it if that if that is the case, and let them do that. It gives them more time, and it means they can focus solely on just getting these triple A's lined up properly, and then these shadow true. shadow drops and these passion projects can have as much breathing space as they need. That is true. Um, again, it makes total sense from from a yeah. <clears throat> from a release schedule point of view. Um, yeah. and, and they're also I'll add I'll add something to that. These little games aren't something shareholders are going to be bothered about either. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. They're not ones. They're really not like if if you mention Towerborn to a shareholder, he's going to be like, realistically though, is that going to be doing big numbers? So I'm not bothered. That's not going to make a blip on the Microsoft scale. No, no. So, so, so even then, Microsoft have got like no pressure on these little ones either because they're just like, yeah, <laughs> whenever you're ready. Whenever. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do agree. So yeah. Not long till we find out this Thursday. Um, yeah. Again, we are going to stream it here on this show because coincidentally, it it is in the middle of our podcast, of our Thursday podcast. Um, so we're going to start next Thursday regularly with the podcast at 8. Yeah. Um, can... We will talk about some of the news of the week uh, and until that, and then we watch it all together. We're gonna turn off, of course, all the overlays so you guys can really watch it here with, along with us, and then and then we will be, um, of course, discussing everything um, right after the, uh, the the showcase, and it's yeah. gonna be a special podcast for us then next uh, Thursday. But guys, let us let us move on. We are almost two hours into the show already. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what else happened in gaming this week? Um, for some of you guys, it might already be a kind of a little older um, topic or uh, point uh, discussion point. But we didn't have the chance to talk about that last Thursday. Um, because over the weekend, over the last weekend, not this weekend, the, the weekend before, we <coughs> um, heard the rumor that Xbox might be bringing um, one of their beloved IPs to another platform. And then um, yeah. the speculation ran wild. What game would it be? And is Xbox going third party now? And all that drama um and uh, so i wanted to discuss that with you guys of course what is your thoughts on xbox bringing games um bigger smaller games whatever um to other platforms uh, there are different ways to look at this um xbox has done it before obviously Games like uh, Minecraft is everywhere, um, but then you could argue, okay, 
that game came out on multiple platforms and of course you're not going to take that away but then you have also games like Ori that came out on the Switch and Xbox is no stranger to releasing some games on multiple platforms um and of obviously the community had how do we put it a controversial debate about whether Xbox is going third party and whether that's bad or good or whatnot. So I want to hear your guys' takes on that. And of course, everyone in the chat, let us know your thoughts. Um, Pat, what do you yeah. think about all of this? Well, you know, like I think it's, I think it's a, it's pretty good. It, it's, it's, it's good to see that they, you know, like taking steps further and let other people that don't have like a uh, uh, an Xbox to enjoy some of the games that uh, they cannot play, you know. And I, it it will be cool if they like if if the um, the other companies or like uh, uh, for example maybe a PlayStation game comes to to Xbox or a Switch game comes to uh, Xbox or uh, you know that so. People can really enjoy uh, different kind of games on different consoles. I think it's it's yeah. I think it's a it's pretty nice to see that they actually doing this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, there, there 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 are a lot of counter arguments to what you just said, but uh, <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I see Dutch watching, but you know, like it's it, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's. it's I think it's a, it's a pretty good move to to do something like all that all right all right i let that stand i'll give my spiel uh, <laughs> after hearing dutch because <laughs> i can see dutch already smirking his way into the conversation dutch what are your thoughts man from a consumer standpoint it obviously it's it's a great thing if all games go everywhere but from a purely business perspective, it devalues the brand significantly if you're going to put your games on other platforms, and it means that the console yeah. is no mm. no longer required. Yeah, it, it so is it, is it good from a computer, c consumer uh, point of view? In the long run, in the short term, getting games on everything. On the great. short term? In the long run, yeah. no. Because in the long run, all that means is that there is there's going to be less competition. There's going to be less need for for Sony or Nintendo to to step up and and compete against what Microsoft offer if they know that their games are going on the platform. So they don't have to do things that are consumer positive. But and do you also think that they? But do you also think that um, if they just like bring out older, like not like old old games, but older games to add to start off with? Of course, I, 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 I can't see I can't see a, a positive reason to bring. So, for instance, if you mentioned like Sea of Thieves, everyone's like, "Yes, it's a gas game," but it's also the first major IP from Ray for like a decade or more, mm -hmm. and it's a significant IP that's garnered over thirty-five million players on console and PC. Like that's big enough. You'd like, I can understand if they want more money, but Sea of Thieves only generates cash anyway. Not on the copies, because no one buys Sea of Thieves. Everyone yeah. plays it online. It's cheap. If you want to go out and buy it, it's 10 bucks, like to buy yeah. Sea of Thieves now anyway. 
So the only reason you make money on Sea of Thieves is cosmetics. And even then, I don't think they make substantial amounts in comparison to like a Fortnite, etc. I think it's okay. But I don't think it would take off as much as they even would expect. I think at most mm. you would gain maybe two, three million players at most if you brought that anywhere else. I don't think the PlayStation crowd would pick it up as much as they think they would. And I, don't, I certainly don't think the Nintendo crowd would pick it up. So I, I see that as, a, as, as something that's pointless. Even if you mention a hi-fi rush, when we've played that, we all said you can see this character and 808 being a potential headline character. If you put more funds the into mascot, that, that could be a Xbox potential mascot, mascot for yeah. Xbox. Yeah. He was such a good chai and 808 were such good characters that they could quite easily establish themselves as a brand new major IP for Xbox if they'd wanted to, because people loved it that much. They could quite easily expand on that easily. There's so many t- stories you can tell in that universe now because of the characters and the way they work together and their abilities and things like that. It would just work so well. So I think that would be... It, it doesn't make any sense from a brand perspective to let some of these brand new, exciting IPs go to other platforms because it diminishes the value to Xbox. Like, why would... If you didn't own an Xbox now and all of these games were going to PlayStation or Nintendo, what reason mm-hmm. have you to pick up a new Xbox? Yeah. Is ultimately the point. Like, if these <clears throat> games start coming out onto other platforms, whether it be hi-fi rush or anything even if it's a year later why would you have a a need to go out and pick up a new xbox if you know it's going to be on playstation or nintendo or pc like now we've already got it on mobile pc and console and that's that's enough like they've already said the console space is is pretty much done for now playstation have got 120 plus 140 plus million players on PlayStation 4 and 5, but their own first-party IPs don't mm. even get 10% of the amount of players there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why, why why bringing an Xbox IP to PlayStation when they don't pick up third, like first-party games anyway? Yeah. Like, PlayStation guys, like, the vast majority of the ecosystem doesn't rely on first-party games. It's all third-party. That's where the money is. The third, like, the Call of Duties, which are staying everywhere, your Minecrafts, your Fortnites, your, all of that stuff is the moneymaker for platforms, third-party games. First-party makes deadly squat for platforms. Yeah. They're all The only thing they're useful for, the only thing they're useful for is differentiating why you would pick yeah. up one console over the other. So why would I have a PlayStation over an Xbox now? Okay, so I, I can play Spider-Man, I can play God of War, Uncharted, I can play Last of Us, I can play Ghost of Tsushima. It's if literally the only Xbox, reason to have you, multiple yeah. consoles in your home yeah. are exclusives. And yeah. I think we talked yeah. about that a couple of weeks ago, about the importance of exclusives and if they still matter. Yeah. And I think we both agreed upon that exclusives do it's give a, a platform it's an not, identity you know yeah it's identity it's it's got nothing to do with money because ultimately yeah gamers speak with their wallets and we've seen that regardless if you've got 120 million consoles or 50 million consoles the amount of people that pick up and play first party games compared to third party is like night and day like no one actually owns any of these consoles specifically for first party but 
on occasion, first party can make the differences to, oh, right, okay, so this one's got Halo. Nice. But PlayStation doesn't have Halo, right? Okay, I'm yeah. going to pick up an Xbox then because I really want to play Halo. Exactly. That's, it's, it has to have its identity. They have to because if they don't yeah, have true. an identity, mm-hmm. there's no reason to have them anymore. And for Xbox, if they were to go just service and, and be a third-party publisher, then what what on Xbox's minds, and this isn't for us because for us, we play games wherever they are anyway. But what, in Xbox's point of view, is what what reason do they have to continue making a console, yeah, or a new console, if they no longer offer a reason for people to pick it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you bring up a lot of great points there. Um, uh, where to start? The, the, let me start with the console argument. Um, it's the my biggest criticism about Xbox is um, that they lost the focus on the console ecosystem. Um, anyway, they already did. You can tell with so many things that they shift their focus simply on PC. And for a while, they also tried that with cloud. Um, and it's also my biggest concern about them now going heavily into mobile. Yeah. Will it even further shift away the focus from the console? Because I'm selfish here. I'm a console gamer for first and foremost. I own a good gaming PC right here um, with a 3080, uh, which is still a very capable GPU there. Uh, maybe I'm going to pick up the 5080 once it comes out at the end of the year. But um, I do own that. But if I have the choice, I prefer to play on console. That's just... Just a me thing. I love consoles, the convenience, the easiness, the the, the chill factor that comes along with a, with a console. And I just prefer that. And Xbox has lost the focus on um, putting console players first. Um, yeah. that's, that's my biggest criticism with them. And for them going third party, um, well, we, we have to look at this differently. I highly doubt that they kind of intend to do to go full third party like some people say that's really not what we are talking about it's yeah. about certain games um coming to uh, other platforms you mentioned two of the heavily debated candidates with hi-fi rush that might release on playstation and and, and the switch or even bring over something like a um like a sea of thieves and would that hurt us in any way shape or form no not directly i mean um if hi-fi rush were to be played uh, on playstation or the switch um it, it wouldn't really influence us in in the first place and i do get it from a financial aspect it obviously it makes sense to release everything everywhere but then yeah. you have multiple aspects that speak against this um, from at least my point of view. One is we already have the media outlets not preferring Xbox. That's just a thing. Yeah. The media bias is a real thing. And um, now Xbox is at this point 
where they bought so many studios and whenever a game is announced, we already have those damn discussions. Is it going to be exclusive? Is it coming to PlayStation? Remember Blade? Just uh, last month at the Game Awards, they announced Blade without the platforms um, where it's coming on. And we had the debate. Is it going to come to PlayStation? And uh, and whatnot. And we still see occasionally people thinking about Starfield coming over and so on. And I feel like the messaging that you do is going to be awful. If you start... Bringing a hi-fi rush over, there will never ever be a first-party Xbox game where we won't have this annoying discussion whether it's an exclusive or not. This is one aspect. The other aspect is what you said about reasons to buy into the ecosystem. Xbox already is by far, by far the most open ecosystem you have. Um, Pat, to your point, you can already, if you don't own an Xbox, you can already play all those games. You can play them on PC. You can play them on your phone via cloud. You can play it on almost every screen that you own anyway. You can already do that. There's really no need to bring an Xbox game to a Nintendo or PlayStation to enable people to play that game because everyone has a, a PC. And if if your PC is not beefy enough to play it uh, there, you can do it via cloud. There are so many options already out there. And Xbox had the... Rightfully so, the, 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 the stigma of not having games for too many years far too many years we've heard xbox has no games and if they have games it's only forza gears and halo and while that mostly has been true for a certain time even the start of this generation yeah before starfield they only had forza and gear and halo um this uh, this gen and there there's no arguing about that their first party output has not been good in the years 2022 and before that. It simply hasn't. um, And it hasn't been good for a while. And that's why we have all those discussions. And now with 23, they finally started to change that narrative. Yes, they had Redfall, but then they had also good games like Starfield, Forza, and all those other releases that they brought, like the Age games and so on. And Hi-Fi Rush and... Now, we just talked about Xbox in 2024, yeah? Now we have Indiana Jones coming, assumingly, this year. We have definitely Hellblade and About this year. And we have um, we have Towerborn and we have Flight Sim. And we have, we have all those games. And 25 is looking stellar. And 26 is looking stellar. And Xbox is finally where we wanted them to be in this, in this, um, in this, world where they can release on a regular cadence quality games and by releasing certain games selectively on other platforms you're gonna take away that newly found 
identity of Microsoft. They now have the games and there is a reason to get into the Xbox ecosystem. There really is a reason to subscribe to Game Pass, whether it's on PC or console. Again, I still wish they would focus a little bit more on console, but you have, you have I also love the, the fact that I have options. Yeah. A big fan of the alley. Yeah. And, and, and I use the alley mainly, honestly, not with steam, but with, with Game Pass. Um, yeah. Because then I have uh, play anywhere. Yeah, I can go back and forth with my Starfield save files, uh, play a couple of hours on the alley, and then just pick up and continue on the console. I I love that. Um, but still, um, being a console game of first and foremost, um, I'm a little bit more focused there. But you're gonna take away that, uh, and you're gonna take away, and and you can already tell the headlines of the awful media outlets like uh, Kotaku and and uh, and IGN yeah IGN you guys have seen this on Twitter what they did uh, again yeah so uh, where they wrote this article Xbox finally has games in 2024 uh, totally ignoring that they had one of the best years in 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 a long time in 2023 with uh, all those great games that, that I just listed and um you will never ever get rid of those narratives if you release selectively games on on your competitor platforms. Nobody would ever think that Sony or, or, or Nintendo would release the next Mario on Xbox or the next Uncharted on Xbox or God of War on Xbox. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> and why do they do that? Because they want, like you said, Dutch, Give customers an incentive to buy into the ecosystem, even if you are already invested somewhere else. And that's Xbox's biggest problem right now. Why will they never be able to out-console um, a PlayStation like they phrased it? Yeah, I still believe they would be able to, but it's significantly harder because, of course, a lot of people have built up their libraries and their friend lists on playstation now and to move some some of these established customers over is going to be hard unless you give them an actual reason to move over and those reasons are exclusive and that's the importance of of the exclusive um for exclusives alone i own playstation i'm an xbox gamer first and foremost i buy my third party games usually on 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 xbox and if not on xbox i buy them on pc and very 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 occasionally i buy them on the switch or or the uh, or on 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 playstation and um but i do own the the playstation 5 for exclusives and yeah, there's no the reason, reason that one yeah literally the only reason i own a playstation 5 <laughs> is for the and and the and the same go- could uh, happen with with xbox playstation <clears throat> gamers that are heavily invested there that have built up now for a decade their digital game library uh on and their friend lists on on the ps4 and the ps5 um phil said it himself the the last gen was the worst generation to lose because that's when people moved over to collecting digital games and building up their libraries and now it's really hard to move them over but having a fable, a perfect dark, an Indiana Jones, and a vowed and hellblade, a Starfield over there in this ecosystem really gives customers an, a reason to transition over. And mm. it's not like 
we are debating here that they are going to be hell, bringing Hellblade 2 to to PlayStation. It's not going to happen. Um, at least uh, I don't think so in the foreseeable future. But that that the discussion is out there alone hurts them so much, yeah. uh, especially with the, those super heavily biased media's outlets and it's and and then there are other media outlets that are not really biased but simply ignorant yeah because um a lot of these so-called journalists are simply only invested in the playstation ecosystem and they think all that they do is the end end of be all and then it's the the greatest thing and oh yeah there is this random side company called xbox you know it's that that's the problem and if you bring a sea of thieves over or hi-fi rush over we will never ever get out of this discussion and for the first time probably ever xbox is now in a position where they will absolutely dominate the first party market in the next foreseeable uh, future in in the next five to ten years they're going to dominate that we see it this year Xbox has zero first-party games coming this year. Um, and, well, zero isn't true. Yeah, Like super smaller releases that nobody cares about. But they don't have the blockbusters this year. Xbox yeah. is absolutely going to kill it with Avowed, Indie, and, and Hellblade, and probably something else uh, that we don't know of yet. Whether it's a Forza Horizon 6, like many speculate, or maybe it is Fable. Maybe it is Fable. Maybe they release Avowed in August and Fable in the holiday season. Who knows? Who knows? With Xbox, anything can happen now. And they have now Activision Blizzard King. And we know about the next Blizzard game. That's going to be probably going to be an an ecosystem exclusive PC and console, of course. And and so on. And we, 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 we have, we are at this point where we wanted Xbox to be and for them to 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 put the debate into the hands of the media just to make on short notice a little bit of money with a hi-fi rush being on the switch for instance or with a sea of thieves being on playstation is going to hurt them i think more uh it's going to hurt them more than they will actually benefit from it on a financial standpoint so yeah i'm i'm always pro player choice but i believe that 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 every platform has to have exclusives they give identity they give a reason to buy into the ecosystem actually it's only the, re- the only reason why i also have a nintendo um the, I, I mean I, I mean to add to it as well boxy the 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 second utmost reason aside from having an identity ultimately is that if what we've seen from Sony already this generation is some, some massively uh, anti-consumer things, like they're the first that pushed out the seventy-dollar first-party games and continue to do so, like that kind of set the precedent. They've still for they were one of the last to do cross-play. They weren't. They, they still have cloud saves behind a peer wall. Yeah. Like these are. Uh, are ultimately anti-consumer things. And these are just some of the basics. Even then, they were trying to charge for upgrades and still do charge for, for basic upgrades that other platforms don't charge for. Um, 
and then they kind of force tie in like DLCs into them, so you have to yeah. buy the upgrade if you want the better version, even if you don't want the DLC that comes with it. Um, but ultimately, if the if if any of these, like if PlayStation, for instance, one day went third party, or Xbox went third party, or any of them, that would have a detrimental effect to the the gaming space as a whole because it would be ultimately lack of competition. No, none of these yeah. studios or none of these um, companies would then fight for your money anymore. There would be no reason for them to fight for that money. There'd be no reason for them to want to one up other people. Ultimately, you, what you need is a very competitive space. Absolutely, it's, a, it's what the class is all, all fair and love and war, and you have to be on that on the case where you are friendly fighting against each other. Like you want to compete. We've heard Playground Games with Fable come out and say they want to be one of the best studios in the world, full stop. Like not just for racing games. They want Fable to be a start of of showing what they're capable of and being up there with a Naughty Dog or a Sony Santa Monica or a, a you know one of those studios. They want to be known as one of the best in the world. Yeah. Um, you don't get that kind of competition. If everyone's just releasing everything on one platform, exactly, and we we should never ever think that all the great things that Xbox did over the last decade with Back Compat, with Game Pass, with Cloud, with Play Anywhere, with all those disruptive um, moves that they did for the market, that they would have done it if they were in a head-to-head -head race, um, or even if they were the, the the market leader, they wouldn't have done it. Um, it's Competition pushes the other platform to do better. And I feel like especially PlayStation needs to do better by their customers. Um, yeah. the, the Xbox has set so, so many good examples on how you can provide a lot of value to the customer for their money with Game Pass, like with all the things you just mentioned. Free Cloud saves uh, play well, anywhere. That's a good point, Game Pass. If it, if it wasn't for Game Pass doing what it's doing you wouldn't have seen playstation plus get rejigged you wouldn't have seen them go okay we'll have a base an essential and a premium yeah or an extra sorry essential extra and premium you wouldn't have seen that you wouldn't have seen them start to release some of their smaller titles into their day and date yeah you wouldn't have seen like that model changed significantly in yeah. order to try and have competition with game pass like these are things that are industry forcing and the only reason exactly. people invest in game pass is because it has day and date first party releases. Now, exactly. if those all come to every platform, then there's no point anyway. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And it's exactly the same if, like I say across the board, it, it's about that competition. Game Pass is successful, which which is drove PlayStation to change their subscription model. Xbox is doing um, free upgrades, and because of that, they've they've had to rescind some of these these forced upgrades that I seen it was Horizon, I think it was originally. Yeah. where they were going to charge people for the upgrade, and they were like, actually, no, you can just get it for yeah, free. Yeah. It was like, yeah, of course, and that should be the case every time. Like, you shouldn't be charging. Like, every time, like, especially when I bought the PlayStation 5, the one thing I had to do straight away was pay, like, $40 to upgrade, like, four of the games to PlayStation 5 versions. Like, I shouldn't, it shouldn't be a thing that should happen. <laughs> I should yeah. just be able to play those games in their best version. But instead, I'm paying $10 every time to get a PlayStation 5 version of the same game that yeah. ultimately look very, very, very similar 
to what was already available to us on the PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, we think we've seen that. I mean, even the, the upcoming one, um, Last of Us Part Two remake, like. What on earth? Like that should be. It should free. have been a charge free patch, all, and yeah. that's it. Feel free to charge for the roguelite ver- like DLC that you've got. Like, exactly, that's fine. Charge yeah. for that, but the the, re- the actual upgrade, nah. And that's on. the thing. Uh, Sony can behave in the console space like they do because they have this significant market lead. Um, yep. Outselling Xbox uh, by far in here across Europe, seven to one. Yeah, it's like, uh, of course, in that case, you can behave like that. But do I want that? Absolutely not. Um, I'm also a PlayStation customer and I want them to provide me better value. Like you said, I want the next gen patches free and not uh, being forced to pay that. They also did these moves with like increased game prices and so on. And it's, um, it's, it's, that what we need we need the competition and the competition is driven in the gaming market first and foremost of course with exclusives and reasons to get into the ecosystem and yeah so we shall see what what will come out of all of this but um i think we all made our points they are very clear on the whole third party discussion um so guys um yeah we are already two and a half hours into the show so i want to use this uh and segue right into our community questions um if that's all right with you gentlemen of course it is. It's all Pat's right. first community question. All right. All right. So usually each and every Wednesday, you guys can write in questions, uh, topics that you would like us to cover and discuss here on the podcast. This time it was Saturday. And uh, for that reason, probably, Pat, I think something is up with your mic. We, we get a feedback there. Yeah, better. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was lowering down. Ah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, for uh, having us, uh, our show here on an unusual um, Sunday, uh, probably a few missed the possibility, but we still have some great questions there. Um, Phil98 writes in and asks... Now that Xbox has said that they will talk about ABK later, how soon do you think that will be Q1 or Q2? So that's a great question because Dutch, I remember when we did our preview show for 2024, um, I yeah. s- also said I expect them to sh- to drop some games at the developer direct from ABK, but they were... Very clear, no ABK at the developer direct. That will be later. And so now the question is, when do we get some ABK updates and games into Game Pass? Let let us start with Pat here. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one because I remember uh, talking about it like a few months ago when uh, the whole thing with the ABK was going on. Um, people were like speculating, like saying that yeah, Call of Duty, yeah, 
coming to Game Pass. Uh, I don't know if it's if uh, I don't know if it's gonna happen like really soon, but but yeah, my guess is it's like maybe maybe they will like start discussing and saying things about it. Who knows during the show something during the show? I, I have no idea, man. It's it's. It's I think we have to wait that long till June. Yeah. That yeah, I think so. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's what do you think? But yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think we'll have to. I think June's going to be when we're going to see the um, the games. I think it's going to give plenty of time to get the dev direct out the way of the get a, a game or two released, and then June they'll just start releasing games. Um, you could you could very well see the 2024 Call of Duty Gulf War be the first Game Pass title. Um, mm. So I think they'll use they'll use that segment, especially if you have to think of the amount of studios they now have. This oh, yeah. June showcase could be two hours. I don't know. <laughs> it could very well be, and I think it will be a bigger one. While while yeah. I do agree that I think. That they will attach the Activision Blizzard to the Xbox showcase. I think we will still get something earlier. In June, obviously, similar like they did it with Bethesda. You know, in the first two years um, when they owned Bethesda, it was in the summer the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Last year, they dropped that already. It was just the Xbox showcase um, because people we're now familiar with, okay, Bethesda belongs to Xbox now. And I think they want to send a similar message, of course, to everyone. Hey, ABK is now Xbox, Microsoft. And so I, I think we will definitely have in some sort um, Activision attached to the name of the June showcase. However, I yeah. think yeah. I think that... What, are, what is the intention of the June Showcase? The June Showcase is to lay out the roadmap for the next months and years to come. So I would assume that we will see the next Blizzard game, for instance, released or revealed. Um, you know, that survival game that they teased. I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, Odyssey, Siki in the chat helped us out here, right? Um that that we will see that being revealed there. Yeah, I do, do agree there. However, um, <clears throat> we all know that ABK has a huge backlog of games that everyone expects to come to Game Pass. Also, very similar like they did it with Bethesda, where they had this roundtable discussion and then they dropped like 15... Um, uh, older games from Bethesda in into the into into Game Pass, and I think they will do something similar there too. I think the reason why they didn't include it here in this developer direct is because they don't want to steal the show. They have yeah. amazing games now with Indiana Jones, about Hellblade, and then maybe a shadow drop of of Towerborn or something. And if you do something like that. You don't want to steal the show by releasing some older Call of Duties or 
No. Tony Hawk's and Crash Bandicoot. You don't want to do that. But then also, ABK is such a big deal for them. They became basically overnight one of the biggest publishers in the world. ABK is massive in terms of their history with games. Um, and I don't think that you want to just mix that also into the already super exciting June showcase, yeah, where you will see Fable and you will see maybe Perfect Dark and State of Decay and a new reveal of the next Doom game or It game or whatnot. So you don't you it, you won't put the spotlight on it too much when you mix it just in the June case. So I expect them honestly to do something similar like the round table maybe a little bit a different format but uh, the spirit is the same you do will you will see something maybe february or march um welcome to the family kind of event you know that everyone really understands okay abk is is part of xbox now I simply think that yeah. it's a little bit it takes a little bit longer to do all that is because of how big this deal actually is. Not just um money wise, 70 billion dollars is a very different number than what they paid for the for the Bethesda uh, Zenimax acquisition which was 5 uh, uh billion it's money wise a different thing but it's also staff wise a very different thing. And yeah. they didn't do it now with Bobby Kotick and a couple of the other leaders that are now leaving and they are leaving by uh, now in January and February. And I think once those are out and they have that organization settled, I think they will do maybe March. Yeah, uh, would make sense. Some sort of round table thing. And with that, we will also, of course, then get the first drop of of. Uh, games uh, both abk games into into game pass i also feel like really bringing those titles into game pass is probably a little bit more challenging than some of the older bethesda titles that they initially brought to game pass simply because the contracts are probably a lot more challenging you know call of duty has been with playstation um for many years <laughs> now, um, Blizzard, uh, other than Diablo, they, they really don't have any games that would make sense for Game Pass right now because Overwatch is already free to play, so there's no reason for Game Pass there. And World of Warcraft is probably not coming to Game Pass, you know. Um, and porting it over to console is maybe something they will do, but it's not going to happen within months but that takes years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and with the Activision games, for many years they have released only Call of Duty now, and so you could bring in some really old games, but then you have to probably do some extra work there. It's it's a little bit more complicated with Beth uh, than it was with Bethesda. That's why it takes a little longer, but I fully expect yeah. them to have some sort of welcome to the family event. Okay. And they won't do it in June, because the June showcase would steal the show. They yeah. will attach the name Activision to the show, though. 
they will do that. Great yeah. question, though. Great question. Um, True Iron Leg writes in, how long do you think Indiana Jones will be? It, uh, I think it will uh, be the same length as Tomb Raider, 15 to 70 hours. I hope you gents have a great weekend. I hope your weekend was 15 great too. 15 to 17. That's a long gap. <laughs> 15 to 17. Oh, I thought it was 15 to 17. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a big space. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be... <laughs> Um, no, I can see. I can see it. Maybe being like a 20, 20 something hour game, like yeah. 20, 25 hours, maybe thirty hours. Um, adding a few side quests and things, maybe thirty five to forty. But I see. I see. Maybe the main game being about twenty to twenty five, like the single player section of it. Twenty twenty five yeah. hours. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with Dutch. I was just wanted to say the same thing. Yeah. Um... I mean, it really depends on what the game is. Um, we really don't know. If it is really like a very linear, Uncharted-like experience, I would assume something in between 15 to 20 hours. Because yeah. a lot of those very super linear games that are like 25 hours or longer kind of overstay their welcome at some point. I felt this way about Uncharted 4. I loved the game, but there was the segment in the middle where the game just felt stretched out, and the same applied to Last of Us 2. Phenomenal game, but it would have been better if it would have been five hours shorter. So, yeah. um, But if it is more like a Tomb Raider game where you have like open aerials and could do side stuff, of course, I could uh, could assume... Uh, or, it, it, it can take a, a little bit longer, of course. Longer, um, yeah. and then without overstaying its welcome, you know. So, yeah, we it, it really depends on, on what the game will actually be. And again, good news, won't take long before we find out. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, um, that's about it for this week. Um it has been an absolute blast with you two gentlemen. Um, I want to say a big thank you to our communities. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. I know we have a lot of big competition this evening. Um, the Iron Lords are live in parallel with us and, and a couple of others. So we super appreciate you guys rocking out with us. And, of course, a big thank you uh, to the audio-only listeners on Spotify and Apple Podcast. if you made it till the end. You guys are awesome, too. Um, of course, we will be back on the regular time schedule Thursday uh, for the World of Gaming, Wednesday for the Midweek Mix-Up, and... Um, uh, of course, we will be streaming the Xbox... Um, developer direct live here um next thursday it's in the middle of our regular podcast so it totally makes sense we will be doing yeah. that um and again you can watch it without any of the overlays we will turn them off for the developer direct so you get the full experience yeah with us and then you're directly in the in the discussion after the show so we hope to see you there but first um 
But now I, I need to thank you two guys again and uh, definitely let everyone know where they can find you and what you've coming up. Pat, let's start with you here. Well, first of all, it, it was an honor to be your uh, the first time on your show. Oh, yeah. Uh, We've known each other for quite a while now. but uh, Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for uh, for having me also. And uh, big shout out to the chat, of course. Seeing new names. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a pleasure to uh, to do the show with you guys, um, as usual. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me on on uh, X on Twitter, uh, of course, uh, same name as it says right here. Um, and what do I have coming up? I'll be uh, streaming uh, on my Twitch channel. Uh, probably it's going to be some Call of Duty. Of course, we're playing some PUBG lately as well with Dutch and um, a few of the other guys so that's uh, it's quite quite fun to play again yeah. after all these uh, <laughs> years um and i'll be continuing uh, my gameplay on um, assassin's creed odyssey because uh yeah last few days been playing that so i've been enjoying that uh, quite a lot so yeah nice Nice. Yeah, Good hopefully, stuff. hopefully we'll get to see um hopefully we'll get to see some of the next assassin's creed this year Mm. So Assassin's Creed Red. I would be surprised okay. if we don't get a, at least a trailer for it. Yeah. Okay. At the Ubisoft showcase. Uh, yeah. Which we all know. Samurai Assassin's oh, no, Creed. Sure. Yes, please. Actually, Ubisoft yeah. should have a pretty good show this year. Like, yeah, I they would, should. With Star Wars Outlaws, with Assassin's Creed uh, Red, with um, the Splinter Cell remake and everything that they have coming up... Um, they should have a pretty good show this year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. But Dutch, let everyone know where they can find you and what you've coming up, man. Of course, of course. Like Boxy said as well, um, we'll be back at regular time this week, so Wednesday. Um, I will be dual streaming on Thursday with Boxy doing coverage of the uh, Developer Direct. Um, so, of course, both of us will have it in crispy 2K 60 frames. So it'll be nice and high res and offer that uh, something that a lot of channels don't offer you, which is the crispiest version of the stream that can be found. Um, so that'll be good. So we'll be doing that. But yeah, um, I'll be back to regular game streams this week as well. Um, I'm focusing primarily on my game streams of finishing Final Fantasy 16. Now I've finished Final Fantasy VII um, and got that out of the way of. I'm going back to 16, finishing that. I'm like 75% of the way through, so um, a few more streams and that should be mopped up. Um, and then I'm going to play through and stream Alan Wake um, because I haven't really jumped into that with this finishing a few other games off. Um, but primarily I wanted to get out the way of the games that had um, new versions coming out this year, so I wanted to get Hellblade completely finished. I wanted to get uh, Final Fantasy completely finished for the next Final Fantasy that comes out and for the next Hellblade that comes out. So, um, so yeah, once they're done, then I'll jump into Hell and Wake whilst I wait for Rebirth. So that's that's what I've got coming up. And of course, slowly but slowly but surely, starting preparations on the indie showcase in April. Um, but ultimately, Sweet. yeah, game streams. And, uh, and podcasts for now as well. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nice. So, yeah, 
Um, again, a big thank you for everyone who hang out with us here today. Uh, we had a blast. I hope you too. And it's only four days, guys, until it's World of Gaming time again. And of course, um, the Xbox Developer Direct. So, yeah, it's exciting times um, to be a gamer. So enjoy your games and don't forget to game on.